0: What should we name it? Whip, thank you so much, Whip, for that resub. Ten months. Whip, you know baby's born in nine months, right? I feel like you should know that. It's important to me that you know that. What's up, the rest of you? How are we we all doing? We are ready for the Old Moon Podcast, baby? All right. We got some banger topics ready for you guys. Hold up. We're about to go live right now. Uh, well, I'll, I'll probably start it right at 8. Still not an acceptable use of the word moist. Yo, see I'm on that suck, Guardian. In a good way, in a very healthy, non-fat-shaming kind of way. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I am currently live talking to my starting soon chatters real quick, uh, and I'll probably hit basically the start button at eight o'clock on the money here. So. Okay, all right, that's the best you're ever gonna fucking get it out of me, bro. I don't know what to tell you Am I too loud? Yeah, tell many of your officers to invite me. I can do it right now. I do it right now. Have you-, have, are, you are, are you online? Apply to the guild Yeah, app- apply to the guild Oh back to your youtube vids and the double moose is abandoning their horse and one of the funniest things i've ever seen layer on yes so good But my money constantly keeps getting better and better bro. and so we're constantly adding just a, just tweaks here and there, really upgrading like the the content value of that like of that whole thing making it a youtube thing i finally started posting it on reddit dream what's up uh wait what's your family name Uh, apocalypse what's your family name because i don't see you applied right now all right make sure you apply to reforged there you are you guild invite there you go big dog welcome to the guild man. First? not 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 even close maybe but that's okay it's gonna be fire when it drops I will right, we'll look at that a little later see goods It's not that I don't trust you, it's that Is it 58 or two minutes? Two minutes alive, boys. Two minutes alive. Double check production value. Production value is good. Talk for me one more time, boys. I'm gonna test the stream for you guys. I'm gonna make hello, sure. Hello,
1: hello, hello. Testing one, two, three. Hi, how's it going? This is a test. test. Hello, hello, hello.
2: All right, testing, testing. Jacob, good and test for me. Hi, testing one, two, three. Okay.
0: Alright, thank you. I'm gonna oh, ask thanks. him. Now I'm gonna ask him if oh, we sound similar. Uh chat, do I need to turn anybody up? Oh I'll give Basil that treat, don't you worry. Sounds good to me. Okay, good. As long as I'm not too overpowering and stuff. I need to go down a little? Is that true? Do I need to come down? I can bring it down. Or do I just bo- do I just boost both of them up a little bit? Do I just Do I just bring them up? I'll bring them. I'll bring them up. I want to bring them up like 6%. Elevate them. Thank you, Trini.
2: All right.
0: Okay. It's game time. It's game time. Oh shit. I got GM corruption in my fucking deal. All right. All right, boys. I'm gonna go live, I'm gonna do my intro, okay? All right, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Old Moon Podcast. Please give me live. Moon Podcast, episode three. Uh, I am your host, Blue Squadron. I am joined, of course, as always with my co-hosts. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce them. Jay Koon, go ahead and introduce yourself down there.
2: Hi, I'm Jay Koon, and I always never know what to say after my intro. So that's my intro. Your name.
0: You've just experienced a Koon- North American
2: B- uh, greeting. Uh, uh, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that scene from Chicken Little when he holds going, up the
0: sign
1: cards? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, and my boy uh, Arislay, there we call him Tiltus. Tiltus, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Hey, what's up? I'm
1: Tiltus, also known as Arislay. How's it going? I'm excited to be here tonight. It's gonna be a fun one.
0: Right on. Okay, we have a lot of fun topics for you guys. Um, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna—we have a lot to talk about tonight because of what kind of got uh, teased and dropped this week. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump straight into the Crystals of BDO. Uh, again, we're gonna kind of start the conversation off, uh, with the evolution of Crystals in BDO. Uh, when the game came out, uh, kind of to where we're at today, uh, with the current Crystal setup. Um, so, when the game started out, did you guys- I know, Jaekun, you started after- You started a little after, uh, Tiltus and I did, but Tiltus, uh, hmm. at least I'll let you field it first. When you, when we started the game, um, and we'll, we'll start with Jinban1. Do you think that Jinban1 was like the correct way to address crystals in the game? Like the, the whole system, this whole roulette system, you have one, like crystal that's objectively better than the other two, but the other two are more common and easier to get. What do you think? I think
1: honestly, probably from a gameplay perspective, it kind of makes sense it keeps things in the marketplace always rolling over right you always need forest Furies, which used to sit by the millions on the market but um yeah i think honestly from a gameplay perspective it makes sense it rewards the people that grind the most that throw things at it a little bit of rng in there but you're pretty much always guaranteed to get the best in slot if you grind enough um so i think as a gameplay loop it's probably a fine system i don't feel strongly one way or the other about it
0: Okay, uh, Jake, how do you feel about one crystal being objectively better than the others with, like, an RNG-gated system, I,
2: you know, I kind of really liked how they did the Kobies like, the like Jin-bon-wan where each, each of the crystals had a, something a little bit better than the others. For example, jin Kobes had 5 DR, um, but only 100 HP. Uh, but Bond Kobe's had 150 HP and only 3 DR. So the trade off was like 2 DR versus 50 HP, kind of like that. And one had extra weight, which nobody really cared for. But I kind of liked how, like, each there was like choices because that was the way it was back then. But it seems like nowadays with the uh, Jin Bon Wan, uh, for example, the special attack evasion Jin Bon Wans, mm-hmm. Jins are just the better, just strictly yeah. better than the others. So yeah, I mean, I, I... like how it was before. So.
0: I don't, yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know. I personally prefer crystals where you have, like, choice in your crystal mm-hmm. setup, right? Like, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. I like having that variety and builds between players where you can have that meaningful discussion with yourself most of the time. It's like, okay, well, what build do I want to go? Do I want to be a glass cannon? Do I want to be a tank? etc.? And you can give it a lot of thought like that. I like, like, a deep system like that. So making one crystal better than the others is... Kinda of sketchy, but we always we always had like the human damage crystals. They added uh, more human damage crystals right around the time they added the L cars to the game, um, and I kind of liked the way that they designed L cars because before the Jin, uh, the Gin Vipers were like the go-to, right? But they gave mm-hmm. you like plus one attack, plus one cast speed, and twenty uh, uh, accuracy versus the L cars that gave you the um ignores this stream. ignores this thank you um do you guys run both vipers and l cards? did you guys always run those back in the day yeah yeah i, yeah, I pretty
1: much most ran mm-hmm. those
0: okay now do you run them for all of your crystal setups today
1: no uh no um now we have capped content in a lot of places so you can get away with not mm-hmm. using certain things like I, my t1 build i think it only has l cards in it I don't think it has Vipers or anything uh, else that gives accuracy. I might be wrong on that. It's been a while since I looked at it. Um, but I think with capped content, it allows you to vary things up a little bit. You have more ways to get the accuracy that you need, so you don't need to go the Vipers. Um, now, I think for open worlds, I think the accuracy is just king for the most part. Accuracy and as much APs you can muster, so...
0: Um... Yeah. um, I'll be honest, one of the things, Jakey, do you have anything to add to that?
2: Oh, well, I think the biggest reason why people don't just constantly use Elkars and Vipers anymore, like just together, like all the time, is because of the crystal presets. There was a lot more choices. Like we didn't really have much to go on when it came to glove crystals. You kind of just put Vipers in there, yeah. but now we have a lot more choices, right? We don't, we're not stuck with the restrictions of crystals being only for this slot. It's, we, okay. everything's a, everything's yes. basically a combined magic crystal, right? Yep. No, yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. and that- that's what I really wanted to touch on is, the, I, honestly, I didn't think that, like, the crystals they were releasing up until, like, really recently, really underwhelming. I don't know, the L-Cars and then the RBF crystals, even the Node War crystals that they released after a while. Like, the Wan Node War crystals, obviously, they're very good. I'm not saying they're not good. Most of them are considered best in slot. But, like, they're yeah. just kind of boring. Uh, as uh, people in my chat are alluding to, it's boring to just pick up the best in slot crystal and be like, okay, this is done. The crystals, to me, didn't really get revolutionized until they changed the crystal system, just like Jake just said. Like, until they changed Mm -hmm. how the system worked, and then I feel like it just exploded without releasing a single new crystal suddenly the game just exploded with diversity in crystal builds mm-hmm. and what you were allowed to do in PvP, PvE, people exploring all different types of stuff, and we're seeing green crystals get brought in from like forever ago with the siege crystals yep. and stuff, so yep. like, do you guys, I assume that you guys, okay, I'm not going to throw you this softball. I assume you like the current crystal system, but yes. is there 100%. anything you'd like to see added to it? I, I think we can all agree it's, it's a big upgrade over what we had before, but like, is there anything you think that's missing? Jake? and I'll ask you First,
2: missing from the crystal like this just the whole system of everything, yeah, being or, or to do be, you think
0: it's overly monetized at all? I've heard a couple uh, people be critical uh, uh, of it being overly monetized as well.
2: Um, I, so before they had a limit of like only 50 crystals, but now they increased the limit to 100, and wow. that was the only issue I had before when they released the new system was that the, I couldn't have all the crystal builds I wanted, I had to extract a couple because. Uh, we had just too many different ver- variety that I wanted to go for, but now with a hundred, I felt like a hundred was enough. Um, I don't really have. I am not sure if anything could be you know improved upon. Do you have any ideas? Or...
0: Um. Well, I'll ask stiltis first. Siltas, do you think it's overly monetized <laughs> on the Pearl Shop, or do you think it's do you think it could be improved on in any way, or do you think they've just nailed it? It's okay to say um... they have nailed it. It's okay to say that devel- nobody's going to hurt you here. This is a safe space.
1: <laughs> no, I I honestly, like, uh, I'm just biased from only basically having one crystal setup for every aspect of the game that now I can have multiple that I just think it's... I, I'm like Stockholm Syndrome into thinking it's amazing. Um, I know a lot of criticism. The, the biggest criticism I saw when it came out was the five limited presets that you had. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't think the right route was to monetize that. I think they could have just given us five more slots and called it a day. Um, but I don't even use all five most of the time, so... I've yeah, got like so a fifth like, one that I like float on sometimes, but...
0: Yeah, so I personally think that they, they nailed the monetization on this. I love this. Like, I think that like they have one available in the loyalties they can pick up too. Um yeah. so there's even there's one in there too, and that that's free basically, right? And then the crystal inventory expansion, of course, there's a loyalty for that as well. I think you get what 25 original slots, and then you can get the loyalty one, just push it up to 30. Um, I know that people are sometimes overly critical of how they monetize things, but I actually think that they nailed this. I think that a new player can come in and get like all the usage they need out of the crystal system with five presets and yeah. Uh, well, plenty, but right, like five presets, yeah. I feel like is absolutely more than most players in the mm. game are actually going to need. And like they, they added an extra pearl shot feature, but I think that's how it should be designed, bro. I, everybody wants everything for free nowadays. I don't understand why <laughs> they can't just release everything <laughs> for free. Well, dude, you play on their servers basically for free, like you technically can play this entire game, you can play thousands of hours on their servers, thousands of hours of their content for technically without giving them a dime, right? Yeah, um, mm. so like they have to make money somewhere. And I think that this is the correct way to kind of do that. So I think that they've done a great job monetizing it. I think this is one of the first times on the podcast where we've been like, okay, the developers actually just nailed this, bro. Like they (laughs) reworked Mm -hmm. it and they just knocked it out of the freaking park, man. I absolutely love it. It adds the diversity of the game uh, that we need. Now.
1: Yeah, I I love the crystal setup. It was such a good change. Like I can't praise that setup enough.
0: Okay, now that I've got my mouth uh, off of the developers' uh, penises a little bit, um, let's look. To, let's pivot a little bit and take a look at these new crystals. I, you guys have been, have you familiarized yourself with some of these new crystal setups, or some of these yeah. new crystals that they've released? I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna yes, approach almost... these. I'm gonna approach these one at a time. Uh, I'm gonna let Jake. You're the one that wanted to kind of bring it up, so I'm gonna let you go first. Let's look at Phoenix Tears. What do you think about this crystal? This this top left one up here.
2: I mean, it's, you know, it's a really powerful crystal. I think most people will run this for general PvP um, for the most part. And then I guess we just want to talk about this one. <laughs> I think this will just be the best PvP crystal in the game uh, just because it has so much stats going for it. Right. It has uh, the extra special attack damage, extra HP, extra accuracy, et uh, etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Um, I think it, wait. it. I think it, I'm pretty sure it used to have drop rate. Oh, it does have drop rate. Yeah. I'm just blind. Yeah, Sorry. Drop rate. <laughs> so it's gonna be your general PvP PvE crystal. Um that's it. That's all I have to add to this crystal, to be honest. Right. Um, um I don't really have any complaints us, about it.
0: Tell us so, do, you, do you just run this and everything, even though it's got it's got like monster stuff on it and everything? Do you think it's you run the, at least? Wait, can you only all right? First of all, when are these are these coming out with the new expansion specifically? Or when when are we yes. getting these? <clears throat> These are these are for uh, the new whenever,
2: expansion. New expansion, yes, new expansion. Okay. All right,
0: so Korea already has these presumably.
2: Korea Korea already has these, but it's it will take some time to get cuz um the the boxes, right? The loot boxes are are time gated, so it's going to be uh, uh, maybe a couple weeks before people start crafting these cuz you need to craft them from the weaker versions of the crystals. Um, if I I forgot to add those, by the way, but most people will be looking at the, the final uh, crystal anyways. We, we so. want the
0: big poppy. We want the big poppy Yeah, exactly. Tiltis, what do you think about this thing? This so I think
1: looking at the, all the crystals as a whole, I think Phoenix Tears are actually going to be a PvE set specifically.
0: You think this isn't um, going to be used in PvP? Really?
1: Well, seeing that it shares the group, same group name as three other crystals on here, I could mm-hmm. see an argument being made to use the other two, um, assuming that you can only slot two in at a time. Um, I can see arguments <laughs> being made for the other ones.
0: Okay, so what's the limitation on sliding these? Can you only have one of each of these?
2: Or like so one Phoenix tier or one Kirin tier or one Hete tier? They okay, share, yeah, so they do the share kind
0: of a group. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you can only have one of each of these three here.
2: Uh, the yeah.
0: hite and then the Kirin. So Okay, so which okay, so Jake, and you think so that everyone's gonna use Phoenix I
2: was, uh, well, well, So well, the, well, the reason why I say this is for the PvP crystal is because there's actually a PvE specific um version of the legendary crystal which is Kieran's tier, which I was going to like. Yeah, Let's 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 do <laughs> yeah. PvP first. Let's do PvP first. Telpus, oh,
0: yeah. which one do you think is the PvP one? I think the
1: purple one's gonna be the PvP one. Really? Oh.
0: Yeah, high yeah. Even okay, in, see it, yeah. So, in uncapped PvP and capped PvP, you think that this is the go to? It doesn't have a lot of HP on there. Why do you think it?
1: Uh, the reason I think so, I honestly I think special attack uh, evasion is so good. Uh, you're only getting 0.5% of extra damage from the Phoenix tier. That's a pretty small percentage. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. So. I don't I don't know. I could see an argument being being made for either one. The hidden AP is really nice. Um but you're getting more defensive stats out of the uh, the high which is why I think that I think you'll end up seeing more purple ones in my opinion.
0: I I'm going to go with Tiltus on this one. I'm going to run high uh for PVP specifically. Um mm, okay. I don't feel like especially as the shot I mean I'm a shot caller, right? And I'm a, and I'm playing frontline mm. Uh, most of the time. The 200 HP to me is much more invaluable. Plus, oh. even in capped in, in capped content, HP is the gift that it keeps on giving in capped content versus uh, some of this other stuff that you get. Um, I uh, I don't know, like special attack evasion rate, you're not gonna get that uh, in capped. You're probably usually gonna be at the cap for that. Stamina yes. is always good on every class. You really can't go wrong with that, especially in node wars where you're running constantly. Even non-stamina <laughs> cap cla- uh, classes can benefit from that um flat evasion flat dr that just helps you hit the the caps a little bit easier i think uh with your crystal setup which is kind of a big deal because then you could potentially run different build uh setups you know like this green yeah. ap offhand is something that uh is relatively recent uh, that people have started doing so like we might oh, yeah, see more variation those. in build for that but like i could i could definitely see the special attack damage for like a top fragger Kind of player that plays for himself and not the offense ball <clears throat> um all special all special attack extra damage plus 0.5 percent it's really the only thing that you're getting out of that other than 75 hp which so you're getting 125 more hp with high day and 50 stamina 50 mp the mp's like whatever but i don't even know why they bother with that to be yeah. honest with you but Dude, like
1: um these crystals are good the more i look at it the more i'm like whoa if you're the top fragger why not take the kirin's one
0: Really? For PvP? Hold on. I haven't even looked at that. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just...
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the more you look at them, the more I'm like, man, these are actually pretty good. Because <laughs> the Kieran's tier, you get all special attack 1%, which is a 0.5% increase, but still, you're also getting stamina on this mm-hmm. one. Oh, you get stamina on all three. Never mind. Never gives, mind yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You're just getting the 1% special attack damage. Yeah.
2: Um What about it, uncapped content? Like, open world, uncapped content? Would you, would you use. High so sure. or is still still yeah. hit oh, I think
1: right. uncapped. I would use high The defensive stats I think are yeah. too good to pass up. I think that, and especially with the uh, uncapped special attack evasion, like you stack some more of those and you're you're, you're feeling pretty. So,
0: yeah, I mean, like, let's look at it one, for a second. If you're mean, going to talk about uncapped content, look at it as a capped player, Jacob. Um, like, what do you value more at this stage of the game? Do you value more damage? Mm. Let's say you weren't playing a shy like a bitch um do you value do you value more damage or do you value defensive stats um in the late game because i feel like i don't know let's let's
2: hear your opinion first true um
0: <laughs> let's say you're playing your point, wish like... let's say you're playing <laughs> your wish
2: yeah I, I do agree that the defensive stats do seem that's why people like pay pay extra 30 bills just to get their eye of the ruins over the crescent so the extra defensive stats are pretty valuable yeah, so I, exactly. I i do agree with you in that mm-hmm
0: yeah i think that um yeah i think i think the defensive stats are just what you're looking for late game i think if you can't kill someone with 745 gear score it's a user error the 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 crystal is not going to help you there's like
2: do you think sorry do do you think they should buff the phoenix tears if it if if you think um like everybody's gonna run hetay
0: in uncapped PvP, I think everybody runs Haite. In capped PvP, I think you're either running Haite, uh, or I, I agree with Tiltus again, uh, or Kieran, because you get the special attack damage is probably the most important <laughs> thing. True. Yeah. Um, the
1: special attack damage, like, I know for sure in T1s everybody's going to have a Kieran tier. There's no doubt about it, just because of that that full percentage. Everything else is capped. You don't need any of that stuff. But, yeah, the special attack extra damage, even just 0.5%, is huge. Yeah, I think...
0: Um, and so okay so let's uh, all right so that's pvp discussion and honestly the fact that we all disagree on this means that they've done a good <laughs> job ba- right Like yeah, they've exactly. done a good job balancing <laughs> these crystals um let's look at pve uh and since Jake and you know more about pve than most of the server put I... together um why don't you lead off that discussion of PDE? which one do you think is the best
2: the best for PVE. Um, I think the cruel slaughter crystals are just a no-brainer to just add to your PVE setup. It just gives you seven monster AP and one percent back attack, and it can stack with any any crystal. It has it's it's in its well, own category. So
0: let's stay with let's stay with the high take Kira Phoenix first. If you're picking oh, one of those three for PVE. No, no I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I misunderstood. I should have I misunderstood. We'll get to those <laughs> in a minute. Yeah, we'll get
2: to those well, in a minute. Well, well Kieran Steer. Um because it has you know 10 monster ap 10 monster dr it just has those best best stats for um just pve in general so i don't i i, mean, I could see running head taste tiers if you're let's say you're running the dungeon and you just want to run more defensive stats for the dungeon to survive because the dungeons all about just surviving and doing mechanics um and Kieran won't give you as much defensive stats as Hete, so I could see that being run in in, in the PvE scenario. But for the most part, I think PvE clear speed, Kieran's Tears is going to be um, the best one out of the other two for yeah. PvE clear.
1: I agree. I could see you making an argument that if you want a hybrid for open-world, Phoenix Tears would be good.
0: Uh, um, no, I don't th- know, man. Yeah, no, keep going, keep going.
1: Yeah, I just think Kieran's Tears is just arguably the, the best PvE crystal
0: out of the three, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, which means that Phoenix really is just garbage then, right? Like, I, I feel like then you're <laughs> just not using, then I, then I feel like that Phoenix is literally just not going to be used at all, uh, because if you're going to use Haite or Kieran, like you go to one extreme reliever, I feel like I, to make the, honestly, to make this blunt, um, Phoenix is the balance um yeah exactly. of of these crystal setups like people mm. don't make balance carrots in edo people make mistakes um i do like
2: the skin of the balanced skin
0: it does look like a cool skin that you could spend you could uh-huh. spend 60 dollars to make the boat the, the the literal floating like dumpster um look really cool <laughs> It, it, it would look really cool, but yeah, or you could just build a better build build one of the better rows So like <laughs> all right, so we've established high tank here and here. Um, now let's move on to Um, PD. okay. So how do some of these others work? So like are there any of these others that are just like grouped into Groups here. So i'm seeing gervish i'm seeing whom mm-hmm. and i'm seeing mac Let's look at these next Uh, can you only have one of these?
2: Uh, no, it's a you can you can run as many unlimited for those if you wanted to uh but it, they sh- there's they're still the same like hooms and han hooms they still share this two set and four set bonus but these just have additional stats over han hooms and i've already calculated here if you look uh i added a little uh uh caption here to see what's the difference in total stats if you were to run four han hooms versus four ultimate hooms you would get 12 dr 12 20 evasion 100 hp over the han hooms and then for the Macalots, it's twelve AP, four percent ignore res, forty stamina, eight percent combat XP, and then Gervish, you just get extra uh, combat XP and weight. So these are just objectively the better. Like you're just picking these. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if you're if you're already home, mm-hmm. if you're already running homes, you're just getting four yep. of these instead. Yep. Um, if you're mm-hmm. already running, nobody run. Okay, Gervish is for specifically. I want you to power level me. I to up. <laughs> um, I guess, also, yeah. <laughs> having a Gervish set for uh, your AFK books overnight, like your training books, yeah. super good. So I think it's cool to have crystals in the game that aren't necessarily for PvE or PvP. Uh, I mean, obviously it's PvE, but like you can AFK um, and get some yeah. crystal, uh, get some use out of your crystals. Uh, Macalods, do you guys... Alright, I'm going to ask you this. This is a little off-subject. Uh, as players, do you like Hooms or Mackalods? Have you ever preferred one or the other? Uh, I'll go with sure. Tiltus first.
1: I'm a whom believer through and through. I will always use Han whoms. I use them now. I use them in everything. Have since they came out.
0: Not even on DK back in the day? Okay, now
1: on DK back in the day when they took our legs from us, I did run back a lot. For a ah,
0: bit there it is. The okay, <laughs> yes, sir. Also, you're just, you were already getting deleted by like paper mache. Like, <laughs> like a fart in the wind could just blow you away. So you're like, screw it, just do more damage. <laughs> Dead people can't kill me. Um,. <laughs> Uh, Jacob, what do you run? Do you run any of these? Or do you just, do you say, no, Um, I've already got enough gear? I
2: I used to, uh, so before they removed the restriction and crystal presets came out, I did run Hooms. Uh, I I ran, actually ran Hooms in my bag's glove and in my main hand, because I didn't use (laughs) Elkars and gin vipers because I'm a witch, right? And witch doesn't really need extra accuracy, so I might as well take the extra defensive stats when I'm grinding places where I just, you know, just want to survive more and, and I don't need the extra accuracy, but... Um, I think um, after the these come out, I think I might start running Macalods, to be honest, because uh, I was calculating, should I use 4 Macalods or 4 Power Crystals, and the 4 Macalods actually give a total of 22 AP over four, running 4 Power Crystals or Dark Red fan Crystals, so it will be actually more AP and also gives you extra stamina, not that I need extra stamina. I, may, I may, Maybe I might need extra stamina for my shine. Mm-hmm. I do run out of stamina for my shine when I run around in Olin, so this would be actually a, a pretty good PvE setup. I'd have to play around with the Crystal Planner more in Garmoth, so... Yeah. Um, I do think I, Macalods will will start getting more popular with this Yeah, change. I
1: like the Macalod change and I like the Hanhum change. They They feel more relevant to today's Crystals in comparison. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay right on okay so like i honestly i like i like the max but I, i'm still gonna run the hooms man i'm just like oh sweet more hp more <laughs> yep. of the stuff that i want More. Uh, all right more that's right <laughs> exactly. uh, okay so what are, what are these covert dark crystal frozen cold crystal and cruel slaughter crystal do you have to choose one of these are these
2: one of these another so, one of these choices uh, cold Crystals are—it's in its own category. You can run two of these with and stack with anything, so that's a lot of extra DR and evasion
1: yes, sir. that you
2: you can get on top of whatever you can run already. Uh, cruel cris- cruel, cruel slaughter—you can stack with anything as well, so I think that that one's a no-brainer for just adding that. That looks like a Olin Valley crystal yeah. right there. And then for covert dark crystals, it will be sharing category with additional damage increase, so like back attack crystals, uh, mainly or corrupted crystals. Um, so you have to choose between Corrupted or Covert Dark Crystals. I feel like Covert Dark Crystal will be will have a niche for any places that you would want high uptime on back attacks. So Lower Gai Trolls, and Olens come to mind for this crystal. I don't know. I'm not really good at math and stuff. I don't know what would be better versus I think Corrupted in total will give 22% um, crit damage, right? Um, and this would give 24% back attack. But I don't know the math behind i don't know what would be better i'm sure somebody will do the work and then we can just mooch off uh
0: big and shiny is hard at work already
2: for us (laughs) god bless that man
0: god bless that man um okay so you can run two of these but you can only run one of the phoenix tier kieran tier high tier Mm -hmm. but now you can run two of these you can run all four of the other ones okay so now i'm Mm -hmm. grasping this um tilt what are your thoughts on this what are you gonna run Let's, let's approach this honestly PDE, we're, we're obviously running. Well, that's not true. Let's. What, what, okay. Uh, Jay already said he's running the slaughter crystal every time. He does not care. He's running two slaughters. Uh, but Tiltus, what, what are you running?
1: Let's see here. Um, uh, I played DK and I played Valk. I don't think I'm going to do the dark crystals ever. I think the critical damage is just too much to give up for those classes. Uh, as far as the frozen cold crystals, I like those a lot. Those look really nice for open world. Um, I mean, you're getting an extra 20 DR or 24 evasion. I mean, that's, that's significant, especially if you're doing an evasion build, I can see that being good. Um, more ways to get evasion. And then the cruel slaughter is just, a seems like a, almost a no brainer for your PVE content. 110%. I-
0: all right, now I'm gonna go against the grain here and say, what the fuck are we all thinking? the Covert, Dark Crystal, 12% back attack damage? <laughs> tell me, tell me in your PvE, especially in a place like Olens, okay? Tell yeah. me that 12% back attack damage is not outweighing seven monster damage, right? And and, and 1%, so 11%
2: difference. Oh, you, I can, like- st- you can stack them if that wasn't clear. You can stack both of these. Yeah, yeah, right,
0: right. So, 24% Mm -hmm. back attack. I feel like 22% back attack damage is going to outweigh 14 monster damage and... Yeah, just 14 monster damage. At most... uh, At some spots. Maybe, like, orcs and stuff, I could see the cruel slaughter crystal being better. But, like, at spots where you're just constantly jumping behind the mobs, like, whether it be Mm Histria for a low-end player, not that they're necessarily going to have these crystals. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) um the boss fights that we're gonna see pd we're probably gonna be getting behind them a lot right we're we're gonna see that's where my thought
1: process went was to bosses
0: yeah are you ever running one of each like i know you guys really like the cruel slaughter i just the ap against monsters just seems like a little wet noodle to me compared to 24 percent back attack no you can you can run
2: both you you can run both That's what I was trying to say before. You can run both the dark Covert Dark Crystals and the Cruel Slaughter Crystals at the same time because they're separate categories. Yeah. So you can get a total of 26% back attack if you run both of these.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So you can run two Covert Dark Crystals and two Cruel and
2: Slaughter two Crystals. And two yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so uh-huh. it's the Frozen Cold Crystals that you have to choose versus Frozen no. Cold versus Cruel No, that slaughter. one's its
2: own group no. too. It's you can run so all you can three even, of
0: these
1: simultaneously. Yeah. You can you run wanted. two of each if of these?
2: yeah yeah
0: two yeah oh my god but i only have like 12 (laughs) slots bro (laughs) we
2: we will be getting uh two more additional crystal slots in the new region as well so you will have a total of 16 with garmoth as well if you have your do you have your Garmoth?
0: (laughs) yeah okay i don't have mine yet dude i've been Uh, waiting okay i've been waiting (laughs) patiently well, the rest of us non-casual players have our Garmoth's arms. almost uh, never giving me anything, dude. He's same. a big bitch. Yeah, I know. She's kind of a bitch, bro. There's nothing I can do about it. Nothing I can do about it. So you're definitely running two Covert Dark Crystals in everything, right? Like in, in basically everything that you do. Because I, I feel like that the additional back attack damage... Unless you... Do you guys disagree? I feel like in every one of my builds, additional back attack damage, just a W.
2: Yeah, um, so what doesn't stack is corrupted and covert dark crystals. So you have to choose between 22% crit damage or yeah. the back the twelve twenty-four percent back attack. So that's th- that's, that's so the like, issue. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think in capped content, I think the corrupted's are still better. I think in PvE, the covert dark crystals are better. Is the way I'm looking at it right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks you can't. I don't don't know. 20% crit damage is nice. 20% extra crit damage is nice. Because you can crit all times, right? You have to be specifically Mm -hmm. behind them to get the back attack mods. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I played DK and Dark Knight. Most of the time, I'm looking people... Or DK and Valk. Most of the time, I'm looking people dead in their face, for the most part. So, um, and PvP. And PvE, yeah, I, I... yeah, I think the additional back attack's really good for PVE. Because there's a lot of mobs you can't knock, are there's a lot of mobs that you can't knock down, so it just makes sense to go for their back. Um, and I think the back attack damage is good there. I think for capped content, though, I think I'm sticking with crits.
0: Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, kun, what's your thoughts on that? Let's look at the Covert first. Are you looking at Covert or Corrupted? for And for which one? Now that I understand how it works, and I'm definitely caught up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably I, I'm going to be running Covert for Olens and just uh Corrupteds for any place that I might not have a lot of back attack in. So probably like Hex Sanctuary, I would probably run a uh, Crit Damage over back attack. Um, maybe I would also run it in... Uh, let's say ash forests um you might not always get back attacks in ash forest so i would run corrupteds there over the back attack um and then anywhere anywhere else like lower guy Fins, trolls um golans i would probably run in covert dark crystals one interesting thing about the legendary crystals because we can only run one of them uh you know because you know how like everything is in twos or or fours right for mm-hmm. your crystal setup because we can only run one legendary crystal there's going to be like one spare crystal for like something and i'm not sure what you would like pair this up with oh god dude this is you just just have to put something in
0: there's too much variety now i want to go back to the streamline i want one fucking (laughs) option that is objectively (laughs) bad. i was just joking oh my god there's too many options now (laughs) um a new player's gonna look at this and it's like oh god what do you even say bro um okay so i think that i i agree with most of your sentiment here i think corrupt is, uh if you're looking at specifically like dark knight dark knight is all about that crit damage especially if you're in awakening everything crits 100 yeah. percent crit across the board and so corrupteds are just going to be objectively better than just taking flat back attack damage um in yeah, most I could cases see an argument
1: for succession dk wanting the back attack crystals yeah spent a that, lot of time hopping around
0: but... correct and you're in a you're a duelist i could i could see that yeah. um um, Chad did bring up a good point that Corrupted still have that minus DR on them. So I like,
1: wanted to bring that up, because I had that thought too. Like, I, does the minus DR actually, is it actually going to play a part in what you pick?
0: Um, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my because thought at, too. I because at a, <laughs> at a certain point, you're like, DR doesn't matter, more evasion. Yeah. More Asian. <laughs> I, I, I'm an Asian build. So, like, um, I think that Covert Dark versus Corrupted is actually a... It's actually decent. I actually think that they balance that pretty well. You can choose one or the other and feasibly mm-hmm. make a case for either one. Let's move on to the Frozen Cold Crystal. Are you ever running this? In any content, are you running the Frozen Cold Crystal over something else? Right? Because you're taking out, like, Olukas and stuff. Or, or like, other damage stuff. Or... You have to take something out for it. Like uh Mm Jacob, what do you think? You're a hard cap player, so like
2: I think it would I would I would probably only use this in like just thinking in PvE standpoint in the dungeon that's that's the only place where i could think of i'm from for for just surviving to alive, yeah. just, just to stay alive in the dungeon maybe sometimes, in
1: the bosses too yeah yes
2: yeah, because i run with a lot of groups and some groups are not as geared as the others so you need a little bit more survivability to just keep, trying to say right now keep going keep going <laughs> keep the keep the fight going i've actually um funny story the other day i i was the only one left in the last phase of the second dungeon and um just I was able to recover that entire run because I was just the only one alive because I was running Perilla Star, I was running um, the Veil Crystals, the Veil Setup to get minus a total of 29% monster DR. So like that, just having more defensive stats in the dungeon was just so nice yeah. to, to be able to, to carry the group on my back. So, oh my god! Um, so,
0: so modest! In, in terms
2: yeah, of PvP, my PvP, it seems like everything's, you know, for the most part capped, anyways. So in capped content, this would probably not be yeah. a good choice because there's no like percentage stats and no HP. If it did have HP, then the the story would be different for PvP. But because it doesn't have any HP, I don't feel like this would be a popular option in capped content.
1: The flip side of that, in uncapped content... In
2: uncapped content, then... The extra evasion... <laughs> it seems like it would be very content. good. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I could see you being able to play around with your evasion AP ratio with these crystals and uncapped content, so... I could see those being used for evasion builds. Allow them to get evasion while getting AP from something else would be nice, so I could see that.
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna be honest with you, as as a shot caller in uncapped that has a full DP set, I'm licking my chops, looking at the frozen cold crystal. I'm like, okay, this is my content. These are my people. Um, Yeah, I'm absolutely running both of those in uncapped content. Um, As the Shot car, I just have a giant sign pointing to me that says, please kill me, aim here. Um, So like, that's that's just gonna make it objectively the best crystal in uncapped For, for a DP meme build um this is definitely a best in slot crystal you have to have two of those um it's a must-have for either build and then uh so like we've introduced a concept here where like just because a crystal can't be used for everything or it isn't obviously the best at everything doesn't make it a bad crystal i actually like the design of that crystal it's for niche players with niche builds but i think it's a really really good uh Mm -hmm. um option for those players so I think it just makes those players just that much more tanky, bro. <laughs> Mystics yep. are just licking their chops at it. Okay, let's look at the, the cruel slaughter crystal. Are you running this in all of your content or just PvE? Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking just PvE. I think I'm, yeah, same, yeah, right? I'm You're thinking just running bosses, this in PvE?
1: bosses and monsters that you can't knock down. This is your crystal. So mm-hmm. whatever mobs those are
0: i don't know one percent back attack guys kind of seems kind of weak bro
1: yeah
0: can't you just get better with like um like that not the olu cost, but the other one um you well, get if one one percent um, cast so attack let's say,
2: speed with seven monster damage like so i know a lot of people run the power crystals would just give that just gives five ap right mm-hmm, so right. this would be a direct upgrade to that is what I'm thinking. for for people… Because some people run, like, times… Some people run, like, times 4, times 6, even times 8, uh, power crystals, right? Because you can run unlimited of those plus 5 AP crystals. Right. Uh, This is just a strictly better…
1: And this is in that same category, where there's
0: an unlimited amount of them?
2: no, 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 it's, it's two. You can only run two. Oh, okay, twos. this one is yeah, two. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Two is, so but like... it's in
0: its own category. If so. I could okay, run gotcha. 12 frozen cold crystals, you would never kill it. <laughs> I would literally be Jesus just walking through offense balls. You know, like, we can't kill him! Like, it would be impossible. Um, okay, I can see how that'd be useful. I probably actually won't use it for my PVE stuff because I don't really use the other stuff. And I like my current setup. Maybe I take out. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to use the cruel slaughter. Uh covert I can see. Frozen I can see me using in certain builds. Cruel Slaughter, yeah, it's good. I just I don't use anything that just buffs my AP by itself, but I don't know. We'll we'll mm-hmm. see on the witch. We will see yeah. there. Well uh, if you
1: if you slot in one legendary, you have one open slot left, and maybe you slot in yeah, one you could slot cruel this slaughter thing. or something. Okay, like yeah, that. There,
0: yeah, okay, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could see that for sure. Um, it's
1: definitely a PvE specific crystal. I don't think it's useful in anything mm-hmm. besides
0: PvE okay so now we're gonna hit like the big hot button subject bro dude okay these crystals and jay you were the one that brought this up so i'm gonna give you first one on the floor for this let's oh, look at no. the implications but <laughs> he's like oh god oh what do you oh, mean no. i sent you the outline before you know what i'm gonna say jay like what <laughs> they're hung in suspense you should know like dear Homer. Uh, <laughs> um Evasion versus DR. Do you think that these crystals make one set objectively better than the other? Because this is always a constant struggle within the game. What is objectively uh-huh. better, Evasion or DR? Which one do you think is better now without these crystals? And then which will do you think will become even stronger with these crystals?
2: so i do think evasion is going to be significantly stronger after these crystals come out that's what we want to hear so especially once also at the same time the new don's gloves is also going to come out so that's going to be even more evasion when people get that to try and to tet don's gloves and you know maybe pen one day (laughs) and so i do think afterwards evasion is going to be the Undoubtedly, like super, super, super strong. But here's the thing a lot of people are AP monkeys. And I think DR is way better for stacking more damage than evasion, in my personal opinion. Like, if you just wanted to be an AP monkey, I think most people go DR for that specific setup. Right. And so that's kind of like, no. I think the like, what direction you want to go. You're going to go, go want to go more damage or sorry my freaking chat just <laughs> forgot to turn off my no, my freaking uh hopefully you didn't hear that but uh if you want if you go dr you have more choices for building more damage and if you go evasion you're gonna be tankier but less you're gonna have less damage i think that's like kind of a, how it is currently and how it will stay in in the new region in my personal opinion so,
0: okay, yeah. so you think evasion is going to be stronger what do you think Delta?
1: Yeah, so my curiosity with this is, this is this going to buff hybrid builds? Because I can definitely uh-huh. see you being able to make a way more effective hybrid build with this, where you're stacking evasion to a certain limit, and then you're stacking your AP on top of that. Um, I think DR is just arguably just in the gutter with this crystal update. Uh, evasion is just going to be so much better, and it makes me curious if we're going to see... They're buffing... Invasion so much it feels like with these crystals that I wonder if we're gonna see any kind of resurgence in accuracy accessories with this. Because I can see, well, more commonplace. This guy does that. not
0: fight Show Nation. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy right there does not fight
2: Let's, Show Nation, bro. Me he me has no that. idea.
1: Yeah, let me no, rephrase no. that. If though, if you'll see them more commonplace, like you'll just see more accuracy crystals, art crystals, accuracy accessories, just. Floating around a lot more. Because, um, like, I only do capped content. I have no reason to buy accuracy accessories ever. Um, so, this does make me curious. I wonder if, did they change any of the caps in Node War for KR with the crystal, with this new expansion, or no? No, I
2: think they're still the I same. I think so. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was just curious, because DR is still king in capped content, right? Even in T3s? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's still
0: capped. 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah. so... Well, I mean, like, DR is better than evasion and T3s, right? Because it's ca- your evasion's capped relatively low, like... uh, I mean,
0: like, as long as you meet both caps, nothing is better than anything. As long well, as you're meeting yeah, both caps. Yeah, yeah. I, mean... I will say that as an evasion build, it's much tougher to meet the DR cap uh, if you're an evasion build, but if you're, like, maxed out on an evasion build, it's not going to matter versus if yeah. you're maxed out on a DR build. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my opinion as an evasion player... <laughs> Looks balanced to me, baby! Looking good, Jay!
2: <laughs> no,
0: evasion I think is definitely super stacked, bro. I think evasion is just better. Um with these crystals. I think it's tough to balance DR because you have to you're not just looking at the DR stat evasion, all oh, you really have to look at number bigger good. You know, like one number and then you're good. You're just looking at evasion mm-hmm. specifically. But when you're looking at DR, you have to look at how much accuracy is actually Coupled with it. So like are you getting enough accuracy to bring that evasion tankiness down while you're getting enough dr, right? Like so it's a, it's a delicate balance And I think that people are definitely going to need Many more accuracy accessories I think that you're no less than two accuracy accessories in a final end game build at this point With these crystals is actually going to be super viable now to be clear Like jay said a lot of players are still going to be dr. So like really you could just say and I'm just going to kill every DR player and then when I meet someone every, <laughs> when I meet someone that I can't hit I just uh, they're an agent in the matrix what's the strategy for them you just run away
2: <laughs> True. True right
0: like like you just when you meet one of the agents you just run away but you're able to kill everything else so like there's there's definitely um, a strategy that kind of goes into it that was my strategy as a dark knight for many years uh yep. the mystic was an unstoppable force and I was the movable object extremely movable object in her bath. so like i don't know i think evasion is just going to be objectively better when the crystals come out i right now as of like this moment i don't really feel like one is necessarily better than the other i know that some players feel very strongly about it but i will say that like right now depending on what class you are or whatever i actually think it's in a pretty good spot i think with these crystals we're gonna have to see an introduction of just a little bit more accuracy to the game overall um just to make sure that evasion stays in line because i feel like i'm looking at frozen cold crystals and high tays, and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's gonna be that's gonna be a little rough um on everyone so yeah okay uh anything uh, any uh final thoughts on crystals before we move on to our our next subject here
1: i don't think so i think we covered these crystals pretty
0: good yeah Yeah, we we, Mm -hmm. we nailed this Nice work, guys. Proud of you. <laughs> uh, all Give
1: ourselves a nice pat on the back on the way Okay,
0: up. so one of the next things that uh, I know that Jekun brought up um, that he kind of wanted to look at is, are we uh, R spammers? Or do we listen to the main storyline? Um, and what makes kind of good questing? So we'll go around the circle and explain why we spam R for every quest. Tiltus, why don't you go first?
1: yeah so this is actually funny because i really want to sit down and just play through the story of bdo i haven't done it since the game came out um so i'm here i'm a r spammer now but it is on my list of things to do to go through the story and actually just understand it for what it is um so i'm a r spammer 110 currently (laughs) (laughs) that's all i've ever been
0: Right on. Okay, Jakun, you PVE lord, son of a bitch. Why <laughs> so do you I, listen to literally everything? Go ahead.
2: <laughs> no, I, I I used to be an R spammer. So uh, you kind of have to R spam for. Do you know the thirty thousand quest reward? Is you get? 30, oh yeah. I mean,
0: you're not reading so, it every time. Kind of. Yeah. But
2: the first so, time. Um, no, uh, I, I still wasn't Arsebrammer in the first time because I, I didn't right, really yeah. care about the lore in the beginning. But after doing like 25,000 quests, I was like, "Hmm, let's do one one character that I just actually listen to the whole story, understand the story of video. And the, the story is actually pretty interesting. You just, unfortunately, a lot of people skip it. And also you have to kind of have to go out of your way to understand the lore as well. Um, mm but so, um the, the recent uh, the recent Magnus storyline was kind of crazy if you listen to the lore it starts getting to like multiverse stuff which is really interesting what was you what were you say?
0: no I um so I think there's a fundamental problem with BDO's current lore system I know that a lot of people mm-hmm. like really really like the BDO lore and I'm gonna be honest with you it is pretty good but like the biggest thing that the BDO is mi- missing is like a really really engaging storyline if you Mm -hmm. play like these these other games of world of warcraft and stuff you really get like invested in one Mm -hmm. side or the other there isn't like one inherently bad person and there isn't like one like inherently good person what they start Uh to do over time is they start to make it look like morally, like, questionable on either level, so you could kind of, like, feasibly go with either side. So you have, like, the Horde that does good and bad things, uh, and then you have the Alliance that does good and bad things, too. And I think that Riot Games does this really well with their lore as well. Um, in mm. League of Legends, I think that, like, you don't have very many characters that are just objectively bad um yep. characters. Uh, like, Lissandra is, like, holding back the Watchers on her yeah. own. like But she's, like, this evil eye witch, right? Like, so, like... Mm -hmm. I think that BDO is missing like that fundamental, like like capturing aspect of the game that I think would draw a lot of players in. It's just a gripping storyline. Now they've started to kind of get there. They have the good foundations here where like their their lore system is really intricate and everything and no one's really read all of it, but like, it seems like it's really good. Um, But like part of making a good storyline is, motherfucker, we don't want to read. Like you got to say it to us. You gotta say it to us. The voice acting must be there. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have clean voice acting and, like, good cutscenes, no one is gonna care um, what your storyline says. We're all just gonna keep hitting R and going through it, even if it's the best storyline in the world. So, the first step to making good questing was okay, we need voice acting. And I think that they've hit that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I would like to see much better cutscenes, like, really, really good cutscenes. And I would like to see, like, an engaging, like, Okay, I'm on Team Valencia, or I'm on Team Calpheon, or I'm on Team, you know, like, I want to, (laughs) like... I want to feel attached to one of the cities or one of the regions at like a fundamental level and I feel like they've kind of grasped at this for a while and Mountain of Eternal Winter really kind of made you feel that way if you if you listen to yeah. like the, the whole quest line you start to feel like this, they're starting to move in this direction where they want you to like feel emotionally about their territories, which is good. We have, That yep. is a good step in the right direction, but we're still not quite there yet. I want you to pit me against, I don't even want to look at those Valencian scum, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's what I, that's what how I wanna feel, right? So I, I I don't know, I feel like that they've missed this for years uh, with their lore, but I feel like they've, they've taken steps to move in the correct direction. They've made questing engaging, which is like one aspect of questing that's fun. Um, so with the Magnus questline, for example, that was an extremely engaging questline. Long admittedly, but I think most people would agree, it was a good mm-hmm. questline. Um, yep. But it wasn't good because it captured your imagination. Yeah, I know. uh Kun had just brought up uh, for a moment that like it sends you into the multiverse, and she, bro, bro, we don't know. Like, fine, we don't fucking care, bro. We can, we're, we're, we're moving across the, the world. Players, and fucking, right, like, I don't know. It wasn't like it captured my attention. It was like, oh, that was a cool mechanic. I'm glad they added that to the quest. So like, they got the mechanics down. I feel like they've got the the voice acting right, um, and and I feel like they're missing like that gripping, engaging storyline. Yeah. And then, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm really hoping with this new expansion. Uh, as I turn to my next question here, I'm really hoping with this new expansion, there's like 100 and, or 200 minutes of voice acting in the new expansion. Mm-hmm. And I will say that yeah. they've put out, if you go to the Black Desert uh, online like channel, they've got like Musa and Megu videos that are like the, all the lore surrounding those. And, and they talk to you about it. It's very soothing. It's like really cool. So I'm thinking that they're starting to get there. I mean, are you guys excited for this storyline? Or are you just going to R-spam straight through it? Because you got to turbo your way through the content. Um, Tiltus, why don't you go first? Because I let Jake go first last time.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna be honest right now. I'm I'm not excited at all. Uh, also, the cut <laughs> <pet> scenes <laughs> He's are. He's like, how many hours, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> the cutscenes are unskippable, which I think was a mistake for some of the player base, because I know there's people that don't care at all. They just want to play the game. Um, hmm. I'm not excited right now. I do, before the expansion comes out, I do want to play through all the story on a character from start to finish and actually understand what's going on in this game. Um, so maybe by the end of that, I'll be a little bit more excited, or I'll be like, I'm never going to be excited about another lore expansion ever. So... We'll see what happens. I feel like it'll be one of two extremes. Kenjim thanks for that reprime five
0: months, buddy. You're a hero. So, Thank you so um, much. I really I, appreciate that. I also, thought the voice
1: acting in Return of in was really good and entertaining. Uh, that's one that actually interested me and like I enjoyed that one. Um, so I'll be excited to see what the voice acting can do for the uh, new zone.
0: Okay, and Jaqen?
2: Yeah, I am super, super excited for this expansion because it's a it's a very PVE focused expansion, and I'm yeah. all about PVE, and yeah, I'm all are, about lore and video.
0: As your I, average apocalypse player, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, baby.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I am throwing shade at back no there. Because um, like a lot of the stuff is like sort of time gated, like loot is time gated, I feel like, you know, the silver lining for that for me is that because I'm not pressured to to like hard, like when Mountains of Eternal Winter came out, I like hard grinded for the flame, right? Mm -hmm. But this time... I don't really have um, too much pressure to hard grind because I just need to do my clears of the bosses, and then I can just focus on other things. Mm. And so I kind of like that. That's like the silver lining for me. That for the time gated, I would per- you know I would be more leaning towards actually uh, being able to hard grind because I'm a hard grinder. <laughs> but, yeah, you are. Uh, I- I'm definitely going to um, take my time to enjoy the story and. Unfortunately, it will be unskippable. Like, cutscenes will be unskippable from what I've heard, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing and (laughs) it will help the player base, you know, be more invested into the story rather than um, being able to... Would you have preferred it to be skippable?
0: I think think that it's very similar to... Okay, so let me me throw something out there for you. If you're a new player, And you see a guild advertisement recruitment message and one of the guild advertisement recruiters says they both say active community super active discord but underneath one of them it says you must join discord call when you're online (laughs) which one of those guilds are you gonna join you're gonna join the one that doesn't require you to be in the discord Mm -hmm. call because you don't necessarily want (laughs) to be forced to join the discord call at the time but you want to have the option to, Uh to join the discord call right so like I think it's very similar to that in that you should not force your player base to watch your cutscenes. Mm. They should want to watch your cutscenes. They Mm. should want to join Discord, right? You make it so Mm. engaging, so fun and so cool for them every time they do join Discord or every time they do watch the cutscene that they don't want to miss it. That's the approach Mm. that you take. Don't force us to watch 150 hours of cutscenes, bro, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Like. I think that like, it's, I don't know. It almost feels like, like they're hate fucking us. They're like, God damn it. You will what? we spent good money content. and time yeah. on this content. <laughs> you will like it or we will turn this game around. Like I feel, I feel like they absolutely are just like, I don't know, they're angry that people constantly, they're like, they keep saying that our quests suck, but we promise that if you watch them, then you will know that they don't suck. No. We're, no, let me go through it. They suck. Like, make it good, and I won't skip it. Like that's, that's the solution. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. So like, yeah. I I never like being forced in a sandbox MMO to do anything, and that includes questing. I mm-hmm. want to want to quest. I'm an RP'er at heart. Honestly, almost all video players
2: really? are.
0: Oh. Right. Oh. I, Bro, I was a dungeon master in, like, four or five campaigns that I created from scratch myself. I love this stuff, man. I love getting invested. Are you kidding me? Have you ever heard me, Shot Call J. Koon? Half the time, I'm quoting, I'm like, Gladiator <laughs> or, like, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, sons of Gondor! You know, like, I, but I'm sons of Calvion! Um, um, I'm basically RPing that whole time. I love RPing, so I, I, I have potential to absolutely love questing. But, like... Mm-hmm. See, you got to make it engaging, man. and Don't force me to do it because then I'm automatically... It's, uh, it's going to make me hate it. If you force me to do something, I'm going to hate it. Um, okay, so now that we've talked a little bit uh, about our spamming and questing, we are... Two of us are excited for the new expansion, but we're also very hesitant. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do you think that quests as a general rule... Um, let's, let's field quests first. Do you think that quests are good as weekly gated content. I'm looking at the barrier of infestation as a good example, where you can only do one a week and you gotta get through five weeks, right? Did you find that monotonous and tedious or did you like that?
2: Jacob? Um, I kinda like that. I kinda like that Um, you weren't, uh, you didn't feel pressured to um, have to do everything right away and that there's like this little errand you gotta do every week. And so like it puts into like bite-sized pieces and so i i kind of like the the time gated um uh questing so that it feels like you are um you're not overwhelmed by the because if you guys weren't aware that there's about 10 hours of questing in in the new region and also on top of that there's new journals that is also about 10 hours so there's like 20 hours of stuff to do (laughs) and so uh, i mean obviously you can take a break yourself like you can take a break yourself you don't have to like you have the option to time-gate yourself, but this sort of, um... Yeah, again, you don't get overwhelmed. I feel like that, that's like the silver lining for it is that you won't get overwhelmed if it is time-gated. But I could see, um, like going back to your point of having the player have the option to, right? I, I do right. also agree that, um, having the player to choose to want to keep going, like if you actually make a really engaging story, they want they would want to keep going. They would want to quest for those 10 hours, you know, so... Right. I'm kind of uh, on the fence-ish, to be honest. So,
1: Tiltus. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be honest. Time gated is dog shit.
0: I knew you and were just... gonna say. I knew I was just holding it. I knew, I knew, it I knew you it! Just... Oh man, just let me in. <laughs> uh,
1: so, I actually think the way Final Fantasy and WoW both do their expansions is really good. So, the way they do it is they release the expansion. That's where the bulk of the story happens. And you play through it, and you do all this stuff, and you get through the story, and those are both, like, mostly quest-driven games when the first expansion first launches. And then they do a post-expansion patch, and then you get, like, the backup of the story. You get all the stuff that happens after the main story. So, like, in my opinion, they should focus the first half should be really engaging and really interesting and very like high octane and then the back half should be okay well here's all the other additional stuff that happens after or behind the scenes or it explains this character's motives or blah 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 but that should be the time gated thing that you look at not oh here's a quest mm-hmm. you gotta do this but you're only allowed to do it once a week here you go I think time gated stuff in MMOs is just it's mobile gamey to me and I don't like that um, any time gated stuff is mobile gamey to me
0: i so i think what's happening here is i think they're looking at their competitors i think they're looking at their primary competitors and i think that they're saying okay destiny does weekly time gated content so that people don't just plow straight through all of their content and then stop yeah. playing their game because Destiny has to do that because they only actually release about 45 minutes of new fucking content with every $60 expansion. <laughs> and they really need to slow that down so you can only do 10 minutes a day of actual meaningful shit. Um, uh, but, and then you have Lost Ark as well, where, like, players in Lost Ark, I hear constantly complaining about how, basically, everything is weekly gated, so you just log into the game, you do your weeklies, then you log out, but these are two of video's primary competitor games, and so I think that this is Pearl kind of looking at this going, okay, what if we just, like, weekly gate some of our content and see how we, see how the player base reacts to that, see how we do, uh, playtime-wise, because, see, they have data that we can't possibly fathom. But I'll be honest, yeah. I think that they, they made this weekly gated content simply because their competitors are doing weekly gated content, and it seems to work for them. But I would argue that that that's what make those makes those games dog shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what mm. makes you log out of Lost Ark, bros, because you're throttled so hard. Um, yep. Part of what I think makes BDO so good is that I want to just keep doing their shit endlessly. Like, I remember my brother came over and was like, he's watching me grind history. For the very first time, he's like, oh wow, this is cool. And then like, I'm not joking, a year and a a year and a half later he comes back and he's staying at my apartment. And he's like, Is that the same? Is that the same
2: <laughs> place?
0: And I was like, yes. He's like, so what is just like is this like therapeutic for you? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I didn't even know I still had two, like three and a half years left. Like Um, (laughs) but like, I liked that I could just dive in and keep doing it, even if it wasn't meaningful and it was soul-crushing and life-destroying, I still liked that I I had the choice to do it. Like, this weekly gated, um, content stuff, almost makes me be a responsible adult and like stop playing the game for a while which I, yeah. i'll be honest with you is not it's not kind of what i'm about when i want to play video when <laughs> i want to play video i want to sink my teeth in and just like be a degenerate mm-hmm. you know I, i'm an adult everywhere else in my life i when i log in i, I want to do what i want to do and i wanna do it the mm-hmm. whole time with no exceptions i don't want to be gated on it so like yeah I, I i see both sides of the argument here um but like i don't think that there's a lot of people um, that think that it'll kill the game, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's going to kill the game. I don't think it's gonna it because there's so much extra content that you can do outside of the weekly co- uh, content um, mm-hmm. that we're going to be just fine. The problem in Lost Ark, when it first came out, people hit the end game and then they could only do their weeklies for meaningful mm-hmm. progression. And there just wasn't enough content to keep people playing the game. In BDO, you have plenty of content to keep you playing the game. And then you have these weekly things that you can do now. At first, it's going to feel like the weeklies are required, which is going to be really annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I don't
0: like being required to do weeklies, but I think that after a while, once you start getting your gear and things settle down, it will become an option a lot like the dungeon. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people were very upset that the dungeon... I said dungeon Jake, and jakins I saw those raccoon ears just...
2: Oh, man, he just perked <laughs> um,
0: like up. Like, a lot of people think that the dungeon is just... Um, like They didn't like that the dungeon was time-gated by this weekly content already. And I'm going to let Jaekun talk on this. Jaekun, do you, as someone that runs the dungeon at least 11 times daily, do you feel <laughs> like the dungeon would be stronger content if it wasn't weakly gated? Or do you like the fact that it's weakly gated?
2: I do. I do like the fact that it's weakly gated because it, again, it, there's there it relieves you. So how do I word it? It's kind of like, I don't feel pressured to... Sorry, I'm really bad with my words. So let's say the dungeon made you like a bill an hour, right, or something, or like right. two bill an hour. Then I would feel more inclined to run it, and then I would hate it because I, I'm like I feel like I'm forced to run it because it makes me two bill an hour, you know. Mm-hmm. But with the weekly, I can just run my, my run my two or one or two runs for the the loot boxes and get potentially up to 10 bill worth of loot. One time uh, for spending only like one hour, like if you have a really efficient group, you can clear all three on the hardest difficulty, 45 minutes to an hour, um, depending on your group thing. And then I I feel rewarded for that. And I always, yeah, I I run it multiple times, even though I don't get that much extra rewards. You do get um, some Capris, a little bit of Light stones, so about maybe 100, 150 mil per boss skill. So you get a little bit of something for running it extra. Um, but for me it's it's actually just like the feeling of me helping my friends that's why I keep running it like 11 times a week or 11 times a day as you were mentioning before <laughs> but yeah the, the weekly time gate I think it's a really really important thing for the dungeon for that matter um, if anything if they, if people would want something to improve if I want something to improve in the dungeon maybe a little bit more weekly stuff in the loot just to, to make it more enticing but uh, I definitely think that the time gate is really important for the the weekly dungeon for the the dungeon for the to be weekly rather so yeah
1: Yeah, i i can agree with that i think uh i think most games the high-end pve content is gated so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing
0: um like i said i think that they're just looking at their competitors and they're just saying we're just going to do it better because we have more content in our game so like our players will do the weekly content and then keep playing our game but your game is just doomed because all they've got is the weekly content. Um, Hmm. and I think that that, I I think that they're not wrong. I think that initially it's going to really suck that it's weekly gated and players are going to bitch, whine and moan about it. and We're going to drag our feet as is tradition. Um, but I think after a while, just like the dungeon, I think it'll settle down. Um, and I think that people like Kun who like to run the dungeon all the time actually can run the dungeon more frequently because people are, because he can constantly pick new people. Um, to run the dungeon with because everyone is you know everyone needs to run the dungeon like once a week or doesn't need to but like should and can run the dungeon once a week so it makes it a little easier to find groups uh in that regard as well so okay all right so now we're gonna pivot a little bit more uh, as we get uh into our topics a little bit um tilt you wanted to talk about this and this is it this is a tough subject so i'm gonna let you feel it first Um, is BDO's PvP inherently toxic? Well, we're going to start off with that initially. Do you think BDO PvP is just inherently toxic?
1: So this is a fun question to me because I'm, a have been paying close attention to Ashes of Creation. Uh, also had the same system, I believe, where you've got this Karma system that prevents you from griefing other players. Um, so... Yes, but also no at the same time. I think anytime you have players competing against one another head-to-head, there's always going to be some toxicity. I mean, look at like League of Legends. It's the most toxic game on the face of the planet for a reason um, because the whole game is nothing but constant PvP. Um, So I think it is inherently toxic, but I think there's ways to regulate it. Like, I've uh, and this is a bad example because final fantasy's pvp is dog shit but there's not toxicity in a final fantasy 14's pvp it doesn't really exist there's like merit very some minor stuff but nothing crazy from my experience with it um it
0: also sucks yeah, so it does that. also
1: suck it does <laughs> I, also I suck. I, suck. <laughs> like the player
0: blade for Final relevant.
1: fantasy 14 pvp is not large uh it was enjoyable for a little bit when i did it but um so i think that yes, I think BDO's PvP is just inherently toxic, and I think that may be one of the major regions reasons why um, Pearl Abyss is almost trying to move away from PvP being the main focus of their game, because I think it is toxic. And I think it does cause players to leave the game.
0: Okay, uh, we've heard from a, a pretty hardcore pvp or Let's hear from the hardcore pve Jaycoon. what do you think? Is PvP inherently toxic
2: in BDO? So um i may or may not have mentioned this many times but i used to be an awakening main, and so i was constantly he's just bullied out of my spot he's been in the trenches <laughs> man he's, he's got and so i honestly i became a happier person when i stopped fighting people and just running away and just minding my own business so i, I do feel i am more leaning towards yes yeah i do think <laughs> you know pvp is toxic but um, there have been times where I actually really enjoyed PvP. Examples mm-hmm. uh, before uh, the RBF system was channel based. Um, wait, so before the RBF system was had its own like s- separate channels, um, RBF was channel based, right? And so uh, in my past guilds, we would be like, oh, you know, after. Um, uh, some sort of event or we were like hosts or something uh, we would all go into rbf and just have like mm-hmm. you know dick around in rbf and it was that was like the most fun i've ever had in video whenever you just go into your rbf with your guildies and just screw around and you're just all in discord together laughing mm-hmm. and having fun that that's the most fun for me in pvp but when you are fighting other guilds and becomes you know it's not you know that the, what i was doing before was not competitive right but when it does become competitive i think that's where it starts becoming toxic is when you add competitiveness yeah. to it and so um because bdo's pvp is very competitive that's where um just toxicity is just naturally there so mm-hmm. mm.
0: okay um again I'm, i i'm not just saying this just to disagree with you guys fundamentally i don't think that it's the pvp that's toxic and i don't think that you should confuse <laughs> competitive nature and competitive games with toxicity Mm -hmm. it's okay to be competitive and non-toxic um like the the two can coincide um yes competitiveness brings out toxicity in players but i'm gonna be honest with you there's this thing called a block button um (laughs) you can just turn all of that off and and in games (laughs) like and in games like league of legends you can just block people or just turn i just have chat turned off and i'm gonna be honest with you I love being competitive in League. I actually just cannot play the game if I'm not playing to like win at the fullest possible medal. I Mm -hmm. must be competitive. And that's part of what, and then seeing the chat, seeing these degenerates try to tell me that they're good at the game in chat, (laughs) that's what made me toxic, bro. I'm the the same way. Right, so, but once I turned off the chat, the game was no longer toxic to me. I didn't, like, I I would get Mm -hmm. angry at it because I was competitive, but I wasn't being toxic to other players. Um, yeah. and the toxicity wasn't getting to me I was being competitive though and there's a difference and as somebody yeah. that has been screaming at his guild members for years um, I would argue that a lot of the screaming that I do uh, okay, it can be viewed as, in two different regards right? some people are just like <laughs> oh my god Blue Squad is the toxic shot caller and then other people are like oh my god Blue Squad he's the funniest shot caller I've ever seen Right? I think it I think it actually is a pretty good example of um, something where I'm trying to be competitive, but I am not trying to be toxic. Some people see it yeah. as toxicity because I am competitive, but it's not. It's really just that I'm trying to be competitive and screaming at people to be honest with you sometimes makes them fall out of their chair because of what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. So like I don't feel like PvP mm-hmm. is inherently toxic, but I do think that competitive nature breeds toxicity, but you can just turn that off. Yeah. Like, there's literally no reason to have to listen to that. My block list is like, I had to, I had to remove people from my block list because there's actually a limit, as it turns out, to how many people you can actually have oh. on your block list. <laughs> um, which I think should be removed. If I, if I'm being entirely honest, uh, to the GMs <laughs> listening, please remove that. I want to be, I want to block more people. Yeah. Um, but like now. Oh, go
1: ahead. I want to. Can I jump in? Yeah. yeah. So, I will say, it. I think it is a breeding ground for toxicity. I think you're right. There's a difference between being competitive for the sake of competition and being competitive and then it being toxic when things don't go your way. Now, that being said, like Jake Coon said, some of my fondest memories in BDO Yo, are related. Almost 33. Explicitly. Thanks for that follow. Um, like, I uh, loved, like, like permadex permadex are some of the oh, best content John. in the game there's so <laughs> especially on guilds that are like permadex from guilds that are way stronger than you are fun or guilds that are way weaker than use like fun for like a week but guilds where you're like neck and neck and strength is some of the most f- fun content in the game um i um. F- like every time i look back on bdo it's it's the montages of gvgs and pvp and stuff like that that make me really enjoy
0: Video made me want to come back. Okay, um, Jacob, do you have anything to add to that? Before I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you guys with a banger question. It's, it's really controversial, but it's kind of a banger. <laughs> no,
2: go ahead, go ahead. Okay, go ahead.
0: Um, so in the past, I think that part of where all of this stems from is our content creators. In the past, our content creators have seen PvP is the only way to get PvP content is to be overwhelmingly negative. All the time, whether you're hunting down members or you're shit talking them on stream, um, a good example of this is Lakari. Lakari was just wow, that man was just a walking, like a hive of toxicity. Now, don't get me wrong, it was amazing content, but like I feel that lately, um, RP, B- yeah, uh, Shaky Bay is also a good example uh, of somebody that that thrives on kind of that negative, like I'm gonna shit talk you. Um and montage you all the time and it's gonna make you feel bad and it's gonna get you angry And then it's gonna get you to come out and fight me, which is of course is gonna give me more content Strategy we have some content creators still like that in the category, but i'm gonna be honest with you I think that those content creators are a lot less successful Than the non-toxic kind con- uh, if you exclude Lacari if you exclude Lakari, Who is no longer with us and hasn't been with us for like five or six years? I think that the non-toxic content creators who do PvP content, I would consider myself a more non-toxic content creator, despite the fact that I scream at people. Choice is a good example of a Mm non-toxic PvP content creator. Um, Who's another good example? Um, Biceptimus Prime, Frosty is another good one. It's not like Mm -hmm. they sit up on stream shit-talking people regularly, but they do do a lot of PvP uh, in their content, or at least they talk about PvP all the time. I think that the category has shifted away from that toxic nature and i think that the content creators that do focus on that negative pvp content i think they they've just steadily declined um overall and because and, people just don't want to deal with that after a while man yeah like people just don't want to like that that inherent like pvp has to be toxic or there's no content that 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 is gone like that whole mentality as a content creator is gone and we've kind of ushered in this new age in the last few years where like choice is dominating the category and showing everyone how positive you can be, how fun PVP can be. You can just laugh, right? A good example of this, I'll use myself here. Fun day Mondays. Fun day Mondays. You could technically view Fun day Mondays as a toxic environment, but most of the time, you're just laughing your ass off. Um, like, and you're just laughing and having a good time, and you're learning PVP there. Um, choice does a great job of it. Frosty does a great job of it. Even Jaycoon when he streams Siege. He's laughing. You're, you're laughing and you're having a good time. Tiltus, you're having a great time with your PvP too. And you don't encourage toxic behavior either. Right? And I think all yeah. of these streamers are just doing objectively better um, than their counterparts. Coon, uh, what do you feel like? Is a, is a, you're, you're another BDO partner. What? How do you feel about this?
2: Um... Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything you say. That um, there has been a lot more positive PMA streamers um, doing PVP content. Um, to be honest, when I go when I go to I don't go to siege to PVP. I just go to siege to get yelled at by men. So, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, boy, <laughs> <to> be honest.
0: <laughs> how have we never? How have we never been in the same guild? If that's
2: your purpose, I'm gonna be like, how has this never happened? <laughs> Uh, right (laughs) but But i think yeah i I do i do agree with everything you said There's there's a lot more positive streamers and i i I enjoy it yeah Yeah. all right so
0: we can segue this into so if the content creators um at the top of the category are all spreading like a really positive message i think that this inherent like pvp is toxic like mentality has kind of died over the years years ago when i was on the t1 scene oh my god bro like it was i know tilt just loves those permadex and loves being harassed in the t1 discord all the time that was mentally berating bro that was like the worst time ever i hate it when we are hard beefing <laughs> with another guild i know that other people love that content i hate it because it weighs on my mental as the leadership in the guild it's just it's just it's a lot um, yeah I definitely don't like that but I will say that over the like as the years have progressed the content creators have become less toxic and I think that that reflects on the community um, and I think that the community as a whole has been less toxic and, but I do think that Perlabis, a big part of why the toxicity has come down over the years moving away from the content creators a little bit is that they've gotten a lot more strict about banning people if you say mm-hmm. anything at all remotely and they re- and people report you. You're done. Your chat banned, you're banned. And I think it's gotten way better since PA took over. Like I yeah. don't see very many TOS words in my in my chat anymore. And so like most of the rest of the toxic the, like, PD, chat PDB, I can handle. So like, uh, do you feel like they need to be stricter with bans or there needs to be a better ban system? Like, is it too hard to report people? Is that part of the reason why the community is too toxic? Uh. We have this report function in game, by the way, that like has yeah, never worked work. in the yeah. history of the universe like yeah, but yeah i going. think
1: i think you're 100 right i think since pearl abyss has taken over and and i think they've tried to root out some of the toxicity that's in was existed in the game for a long time i think a lot of that is gone now um i think culturally things have changed a lot in the last six years i mean you think about six years ago it was a lot more accepted to say a lot more words than it is now socially not on a individual basis just socially um so I think a lot uh, has changed. I think a lot of things have led up to that. Um, I The report function needs to be fixed. Why is that still broken? Uh,
0: I, it's I think, never worked. As far as I'm yeah. aware, it is literally since the game's creation, it's never worked. Like you're inviting someone to platoon and well, I accidentally reported you.
1: Yeah, I think there was supposed <laughs> to be an item attached to it at some point, or I don't, I don't know what what it was, but yeah, um, fix that. It's silly. There, there's there's people in the game that don't want to see super toxic messages, and when they pop up, they should have the ability to report them. Um, I do think it's gotten way better, and I don't think permadecks are necessarily tied to and like bad toxicity. There's like a fine I don't line know, man. that you.
0: can... There's Black Rose Rose members in the chat going, we hate it!
1: Yeah, there's, there's a fine line, I think, that you can strike with, like, permadex and stuff like that, where it's not toxic to the degree of berating the people in the other guild. It's toxic because somebody in this other guild fed your guy to mobs, and now you're beefing over this thing, and now you're having these GVGs, and they erupt all over the place. Like, that's the kind of content I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about, like well this guy did this one said this one thing to me and now you know fuck that guy permanently forever not that kind of content because that's still toxic but um if that makes sense that's 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 kind of what i'm imagining when i think of permadex is Mm. less of less of Fuck that guy specifically, and more of like, oh, this beef happened between our guilds, and now we're feuding over it, and like that kind of stuff.
0: There are definitely two types of permadecks that make. It. If there's one type of permadeck, I'm going to use BR and Chill Nation as an example, where you have one guild that is very clearly stronger than the other guild, and they are just they're making sure that the weaker guild just does not get to play the game. And I mm-hmm. think that there is a line when like you just have to stop and say, okay, we're killing our we're killing our own PVP scene. Um if we if we berate these people too much. Not a lot of people can say that BR asked for it, but like also, like that's just a good example for where like I, I don't know, man. People take it way too far. Permadex are just most of the time are just overwhelmingly toxic, in my opinion. Like you should like I don't know. Does Apoc have any permadex? I don't think that Pax and Noah give enough of a shit. Noah I feel like would just take it down <laughs> accidentally when he was drunk one afternoon. But like does does uh Notorious have any
2: doesn't seem like it from what I've seen here, no. We only have like a couple hundred kills or deaths here. I'm assuming permadecks will have like thousands and thousands of deaths and kills, right? So it doesn't seem like it.
0: Right. Um, So yeah, like Apox is a good example. They've been around for forever. And honestly, I don't ever remember them having a permadeck. I remember them having decks that stood up for a long time, whether Mm -hmm. it be Vertex or whatever, but like they weren't permanent versus like the show br um which just it just stood vertex br it, it was there like the, the numbers was in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of players um mm. it was absolutely obnoxious so like and and for little guilds that are developing i think that's really really oh, yeah. bad yeah, it can be i think brutal. it's really yeah, bad like because the new leadership doesn't know how to handle that kind of pressure i'm not yeah. talking about show nation decking like a life-skilling guild i'm talking about two like clashing smaller guilds let's say that uh, ghost and epidemic were, were beefing with each other like super hard and the deck came out I, I think that it just hinders it puts too much pressure on the leadership cores of both guilds yeah. to be honest with you and i think it hinders new player progression too much and i think that it kills more guilds than it helps so i know that some people really love that kind of like super drama like oh, we're gonna be super toxic all the time content but it feeds into this pvp is inherently toxic subject and it also feeds into why we can't keep players in our pvp scene like that if you want to keep players in a pvp scene make pvp fun for your players um you can't make pvp fun for their players if they're just getting absolutely blasted off of centaurs every time they try to go grind right so like i don't know okay i think i think we've touched on the 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 pvp toxicity um at this point um does a healthy... So let's pivot over to... Does a healthy PvP scene indicate a healthy game? And vice versa. Um, Tiltus, again, this was your subject. So why don't you feel yeah. it first?
1: Um, So I think... Now, healthy can mean a couple of things, right? We can mean, like, non-toxic. Or we can mean just, like, there's a good balance in the game. And the game is enjoyable to play in a PvP sense. Um, obviously, we've already talked about toxicity. There's no reason to go over that again. But I think that a good pvp scene does not actually indicate if the game is doing well and i think final fantasy is a great example of that now i think a healthy game will have a healthy pvp scene but i don't if that makes sense like there, you don't have to have good pvp to have a good game but if you have a really good game you'll have good pvp in it um that's taken care of and well balanced um if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that or uh,
0: yeah JK, Why don't you feel it first? Do you think a healthy pvp scene equals a healthy game?
2: Healthy game. Well, I feel like there's so many other factors that makes a game considered a healthy game mm-hmm. and there's many different different definitions of a healthy game for example i mean we touched on this on final fantasy 14 like the mm-hmm. pvp scene there is not that good but it's a i would say it's a very healthy game very successful mm-hmm. game now exactly so, um, yeah so i don't agree with that question so,
0: i no. <laughs> I think that for BDO specifically, because BDO is different it's not like the other girls. Um right. oh. yeah. <laughs> BDO is very different and for an extremely long time. See, we're still we still don't have our game PvE content. So for our state of the game, um, I think that a healthy PvP scene absolutely indicates a healthy game. For BDO specifically. For other MMOs, mm-hmm. I agree with you guys. I think that like yeah. Final Fantasy, whose PvP scene sucks? Yeah, nobody cares. Um, Age is a pretty good example of a game that relies pretty heavily on its PvP, but like um, like <laughs> most other MMOs, you don't really need to worry about the PvP scene as much, but in, in BDO, for like the last seven years that the game's been a thing, the only end game is PvP, so if PvP is struggling, there is no end game. Yeah. So I do think that it, it really does matter. It really does like mean the difference between having a healthy game and not having a healthy game. Um yeah. Now, well, I think okay. BDO, Good.
1: I think BDO may be the outlier in that situation. Um I because B because BDO is so heavily PvP based, I think it does. You need to have healthy PvP to have a healthy BDO. Um the way they're going, I could see them eventually one day in the future being like, eh, PvP's whatever. The game. The rest of the game's great. I think a really fantastic and good game will have healthy PvP, though. Like, I think all aspects in a perfect world and a perfect game, all aspects of the game would be balanced perfectly, and you would have good PvP, good PvE, good life skills, and the game would just be fantastic all around. Um, I think it's the one thing Final Fantasy lacks, and I think it's why so many players from BDO didn't latch on to Final Fantasy super hard.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, like, no matter who you are, you have to, you, you eventually have to PvP, but we're, we're kind of trending away from that. And I think the developers mm-hmm. are training away from that because they're like, okay, well, if we make other end game content for them, then if the PvP scene is struggling, the game isn't struggling. But mm-hmm. right now, like, a, like we had like, a chokehold on, like, their content. They're like, we hate this game! And they're like, but you have two dozen hours. They're like, we hate it! <laughs> um,
2: <I'm... laughs> the, Steve, the classic Steam you know, review. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: So like, I think that the, the PvP scene has had kind of a chokehold on the game state for a long time, but I think as the new expansion comes out and we start moving away from that, um, I think that I think you guys are absolutely right. I think that we will enter this game state where, okay, uh, an angry PvP scene is not the end of the world, but developers mm-hmm. do not have to drop everything they're doing to constantly make the PvP scene happy, or they're going to lose half their their player base. Um, so like, I, I do, I do like that, that shift over to PVE. Um, now you, you did bring this up. This is an interesting question. Should PVP be tied to PVP more than it is currently? Now, do you, let me ask one question first. Do you mean like Gambit?
1: Um, okay, so what do you mean? Um, So what I mean is like, if you think of the game in three sections, right? You have PVP, you have PVE, and you have life skills. This is again we're talking about a perfect game here but all aspects of the game should be balanced equally to where you can do one thing and be able to succeed at the other two to some varying degree of success which is something video currently lacks if you do exclusively pvp content and that's it you're lacking on 90 percent of the game if you just did if you were a brand new player and you loaded up the game and you played for a little bit and you jumped into AOS and you never did anything but AOS, you are missing out on so much of the game because you're a PvP mindset. You're like, I want to get in this game. I want to grind to rank one and that's going to be my focus. But then there's no incentive to ever leave that if that's your mentality.
0: Um, I think those players are the most common to quit. If I'm, like, I am like, 100% agree.
1: agree. But if you incentivize them with the PvP, be like, hey, there's you can get these something that helps you in pve through pvp or if you can get this something that helps you in life skills through pvp i think that's a healthier game and this game already kind of does that a little bit where you run elixir rotations and food rotations and all that kind of stuff for pvp content if you're min maxing that's what you're doing um but i would like to see more emphasis on making sure because like in a has a lack of life skillers we just do or we have a lack of enough life skillers to supply the demand of pvp related consumables um and same with pve caffra stones are always sold out and waiting on a hundred thousand pre-orders or whatever um there's a way to balance these things better i think to make them to where there's not such a ridiculous like need for these certain things
0: Okay, um, and so that makes sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. so it's a kind of roundabout So to summarize, you want more content Like the node war crystals Where you have to do node war to get the best in slot crystals Yes Um, for P, even for PvE Okay, so you want more stuff like that
1: Right, and it doesn't necessarily have to be best in slot PvP, you have to do the PvP To get best in slot, it's just an example
0: Okay, uh, Jaekun, how do you feel about this? Do you think that there should be more PvE content tied to PvP? I mean, you're a good person to ask You love PvE, but and you dabble with PvP, but, like, you know, it's not your primary thing. So what do you think?
2: So what? one good example of what got me into starting Node War, and it was, like, the sole reason why I started Node War is actually because of glorious Akrods. Because you can only make glorious Akrods using the gallantry essences or whatever. And so I had never really dipped my... Like, I've dipped my toes into Node War, but I haven't, like jumped into the pool and to be honest like now now in terms of like node work, i'm actually having quite a lot of fun like doing shy pvp compared to my witch pvp i I think that's why i hated pvp because i was playing a a witch and (laughs) it was not that fun but this different role this different niche um definitely improved my outlook on pvp and the whole reason why i started PVP was the essence of gallantries for the awkward crystals so um For me, I actually have never done AOS since it came out. I have never done AOS. But if they added something like Essence of Gallantry or something that would entice me or incentivize me to AOS, I might actually do AOS. So Mm -hmm. going back to your question on incentivizing AOS, what do you guys think if, you know, like those exclusive AOS accessories, what if those were made available like out in the live servers? Maybe it doesn't have to be those specific accessories, but maybe they could have aos specific accessories that you can only get yeah. if you do aos would that be good or
1: i think so you uh, think so? That's my my question yeah so i definitely think so i think there's definitely a better balance that they could strike uh between like being rewarded for actually doing your pvp mm-hmm. um and vice versa like uh you should be more heavily rewarded for doing life skills or pve to incentivize you mm-hmm. to do PvP other than just the crystals. There could be there's a myriad of things that they could solve that with in my opinion. Um but yeah, I 100% think that that the game needs a little bit of balance work on just from the aspect of if I do one aspect of the game, I should be incentivized to do the other aspects of the game at the same time
2: mm-hmm.
1: or at a later date. It also helps with player retention too.
0: I find it absolutely wild that a PvE player actually wants to have integrated PvP content. <laughs> That's wild to me. Like, oh. I thought for sure Jaikun would come down and be like, no, separate, perfectly balanced is all things good should be. Like, I was fully expecting, like, most people- I'm I a very you...
2: open person, Blue. I'm open to a lot of things, okay? Yeah, I,
0: I understand. <laughs> I get that. But like, I think that, like, like if you ask your average player, I mean it, it, it really does make me think like do you ask the average player like hey do you want to be forced to pvp i think if you ask the average BDO player if they, you want to be forced to do anything they're going to be like i hate it i don't want i don't want to do it i don't want to be forced yeah. to do anything but jacqueline brings up a good point it's like hey we're gonna pseudo force you to do this. yes you can buy the crystals on the marketplace but we're pseudo gonna force you to do this and then they like tricked you into liking it which I actually yeah, exactly. I think
2: that's, that's what happened that's what happened for me <laughs> and it I tricked
0: think, me <laughs> and I think and I think that if I think if there's a ton of players in video that if they just gave PvP like an honest shot in, a, in the correct guild mind you yeah if they gave yeah. co- PvP the correct shot in the correct guild they would love it
2: they would absolutely yeah. love
0: it so uh, on that token I guess I do agree with you that like I do like having PvE content tied to PvP because it kind of It doesn't, like, really hard force people to, like, do PvP, but it does, like, softly encourage players, like, hey, here's some incentive to jump into PvP without, like, feeling like they have to do it, necessarily speaking. I actually agree with that. Like, I mean, I I was thinking the entire time you guys were talking, I was like, man, do I agree with this or not? I don't know. I don't really know. (laughs) Like, I, I, it's tough. Like, it's tough to say whether... It kind of depends on the content, I suppose. AOS is... AOS is very polarizing content. You're talking about mm-hmm. like you're you're basically trying to make me do ranked solo queue in League of yeah, Legends, yeah, which yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be yeah. honest with you, I would rather slam my dick into a car um than do ranked <laughs> solo queue in League of motherfucking Legends. Okay. Um, part of the reason I don't do AOS like should there be, I don't know. Like I I like PVP because I get to play it with my friends.
1: Yeah, and well, in AOS. my big gripes with AOS. I don't right get now. to
0: play with my freaking friends. Yeah, that's um, my wanna, biggest gripe with AOS right what now. What do you guys think about, okay, so queue. is do, can we have duo queue as a separate queue? Or or yes. do we just kill AOS altogether? I'll be Please. honest with you. All right, so well, Tiltus, why don't you, why do you want duo queue in AOS? And should it be its Dude, own separate queue?
1: I, I just want to play with my friends, man. I just want to, like, like, it makes no sense to have this game that's built around node wars and community and joining a guild, and then you get to AOS and it's like, uh, hold up, right there, buddy. You gotta, you gotta play by yourself in this. Um, Cause, like, I mean, when we grinded, like when Epidemic grinded out solo queue, when Llama got rank one Archer, all we did was just sit in the Epidemic Discord with each other all streaming our games separately and then just play on repeat for hours at a time because it was like it's the closest we could get to actually enjoying it anytime somebody would jump in the discord be like hey i'm doing aos everybody was like okay stream it let's watch you know it would just be so much more fun um to be able to queue up with everybody or if you want to do like singles and threes like that's fine too but like there should be community like you should be ranked threes okay if you want to do singles that's fine if you do rank threes that's fine duo is kind of weird because then you're like looking for one player that's playing by himself so that's a little odd but
0: okay. i don't
1: think i don't think the unranked aos was a good backup to oh if you want to play with your friends you jump in unranked no that doesn't work we're all competitive by nature if we're doing pvp
0: so uh... Okay, Jacoon, you've never done you said you you don't like the AOS necessarily, but would you play it if you could queue with your friends?
2: Um, I would. If I could queue with my friends, I would. Oh, I'll give you a secret. Oh, Shy is okay, really good I, in AOS. I, Okay, I've never, I never said I hated AOS, it's just there was never really enough incentive for me to try mm-hmm. it out and so if there was something like being able to be, play with friends as an incentive to try it out then mm-hmm. maybe I could get tricked into liking it as well, you know?
1: <laughs> I like um, this, PA's just constantly
0: <laughs> pulling the wool over her eyes
2: Okay, I, yeah, I, okay, let me ask you
0: another question that is just gonna, this is the primary reason why I think they don't do that how do you feel about a 30-minute queue time? Oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, to be honest, it, depending on where you're at, you could have some long queue times in AOS anyways.
0: if you're Not at the where area, you're at, everywhere. That's the biggest not, problem. Like, not like, everywhere, so, yeah. There's not enough people playing AOS. I think if you split the queues too much, you're just never going to find a match. But then God forbid you're high and in ELO.
1: Incentivize players to go do it. But,
0: <laughs> but... There's not enough <laughs> players to fill the current queue. Like I like, like there's like like I don't think that like I think if you need to split the queues up too much, the part of the reason they have like blocked yeah. time for ranked is because there's just not enough players that do AOS yeah. um to really have ranked running all the time. But also they don't want their enough, players constantly doing it.
1: There's enough players on the server that could totally sustain except for maybe the dead hours of the night AOS all the time
0: uh i don't i don't know man i otherwise end up with armin and he's like why am i paired with this blue musa (laughs) like what (laughs) like like, after a while you're just like the the game just says all right these are the only six players playing i don't know i just um i feel like the biggest problem with allowing you to play with your friends and i think aos is designed to help players get better at the game uh it's not necessarily designed as group content in this case. And I think that having it be solo queue is fine in this case, because it's, again, it's designed to help you play with people and help you get better at your class. Um, overall, it's not necessarily designed as group content. Now to pivot a little bit with guild stuff um, into our last kind of discussion for the evening. Um, and I wanted to kind of to blindside you guys with this a little bit, but how do you guys feel about curr- the current amount of guild activities that you can do in BDO, excluding oh, node wars? Trash excluding <laughs> node wars. What yeah, guild bosses, <laughs> no okay? But are guild shit. bosses good content though? Like, well, are they, they good content? Buff
2: them quite a bit. I, we, we do them like every week, um, at least over here, we do. Uh,
1: yeah, I know there's, I know, the but I like bosses. that to be
2: more. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I <laughs> the, whole, the whole this game, when it first started, felt like you needed to join a guild to experience the full game. You and still then I do. joined a guild, and it's like, okay, now I have Node Wars, but that's it. There nope. is, there okay, is no ahead. super crazy, like, interactive guild activities to do, in my opinion, besides uh, GVG and bosses.
0: I want guild activities to do that aren't necessarily PvP, and I think that this also, the, the idea that I'm going to float by you guys here is kind of out there so you're gonna have to bear with me, but I really want more activities that bring the communities together, that bring guilds together and force you to play, or have you playing with other players in a fun, meaningful way. Um, And I gave this a lot of thought. What do you guys think about like a PvE style node where where you come, you build a base, okay, but it's not, this is not for PvP. Mm -hmm. Okay, like a standard node war base something that looks like the standard node war stuff But instead of having to fight players you have to fight PvE mobs in grading uh,
2: Like like a raid
0: Yeah Like like, like you have to defend your base and attack certain points of the map and hold those points of the map Or something or maybe Uh you have to defend waves of enemies or maybe there's these rifts that spawn Right uh, at different Uh corners of the node war zone and they're like constantly spawning mobs So you have to send different people Mm. to kill rifts and all the mobs have different mechanics and if you don't kill enough rifts you get overwhelmed at the base right and then mm. you can have different mechanics and stuff like this um this uh-huh. would be really cool this would be a savage rift yep okay except but good but like, <laughs> but like I, was, actually I was like good wait though.
1: my old man bdo is tingling this there was an iteration of this but in the actually game but point. actually
0: good though I, i'm talking like content that actually is is good like that the, the that, that Savage Rift was dead on arrival for like a hundred yeah. different reasons. I'm talking yeah. like current uh-huh. like like their current iteration of PvE, but like way, way better. Um yeah. like no, I actually
1: I actually love that idea of roll up, build the base, equip it with what you would equip it with node war stuff, maybe a little bit of extra PvE style stuff here and there. And then to have the whole or half even half the node war zone to play with where you have things that are constantly trying to get to your base and attack it Mm. would be so sick because it all it's almost like a stepping stone for shot calling or for node war you're having to move all these different pieces to this different areas to handle this different stuff um
2: yeah that would be really cool
0: yeah do they need to revisit this savage rip but like do it right this time for yeah. fuck's sake, now just do it right actual this time, man. mobs
1: bro. in the game that have mechanics and right. are hard to kill.
0: Uh Kun,
2: as the Lord PDE Savior, <laughs> I know you're in favor of this, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So, no, um, you know how like, so I, I played like World of Warcraft for uh, for about a year. That played the Legion expansion, mm-hmm. and that expansion had you know the the storyline was like there was an invasion of demons, right? Mm-hmm. Why not also sort of integrate the lore into that? idea where there was like I don't know, there's an invasion of like the Hadoom mobs or something, right? Like Valencia, Elvia, that could be that guild raid so that you have to defend against the the mobs and it could be integrated uh, to the lord and it's also cool and then blah blah, blah. so i yeah definitely i'm <laughs> in agreement I think- for this pve piece of content that i want to eat up so yeah
0: like i think it would help introduce players to like guild content that isn't necessarily mm-hmm. like end game pvp content then you have end game pve content that still brings the community together And yeah, so they've kind of hit this in in the current, like this next expansion, they've got these leaderboards that's still all solo content. Um, And what the community constantly asks for is, we want more group grind zones. We want more group guild content. We want more reason to get into Discord with each other and talk to each other and interact with each other. Like, Mm -hmm. don't necessarily force us to do it, but man, would it be really cool to get together as a guild and that honestly, like you guys said, it would would help introduce players to PvP in a really weird way. Yeah. If you structured it correctly, Mm -hmm. it would help introduce them to working as a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. um toward a common goal without holy box batman um towards working toward a common goal without necessarily the toxicity or all the other stuff that goes into pvp with players being nervous and stuff they're like pve is something they're familiar with introduce Mm -hmm. one unfamiliar thing at a time in this case working with other people in PVE, like a lot of other people in pve (laughs) right like yeah and this is this is like an unfamiliar concept for them then so like they they do this pve node war type of content that i'm that i'm kind of suggesting then they could like very much more easily transition in, in, into node wars where they're like mm-hmm. okay well now it's basically just the same thing i'm very familiar with with what to expect and stuff it's not just it's not such a big leap for, for a yeah. pve player and honestly like you guys said they already kind of have this in the game so all they would really need to do is just they just need to hard rework it like, they yep. have so many other systems in the game. They would just need to hard rework it and make it fun. And honestly, I trust them to make it fun. I think that's the next step in big PVE content is trying to get big, like, group guilds. Yeah. yeah, guild PVE content that isn't. Bro, the guild bosses are so lame. I think the guild bosses are just so <laughs> miserable. Bro, yep. I, people ask me to do con like every week in Reforest, and I'm like, I will not have unionizing in this guild no unions like I we are not doing con and that is it I hate shooting those cannons you know what I mean you play classes for thousands of hours and the developers are like wouldn't it be cool if we forced them to get on a cannon (laughs) like give me a break bro like let me let me play the class that I want to play and make the mechanic engaging for me uh in other ways con I think was just a poorly done uh guild boss and then you have the other guild bosses which admittedly they have buffed um, over time, but it's not the rewards that need to be buffed, bro. These bosses just suck. You just stand there, and you just blast the boss down. It's more of a hindrance than anything else. You just stand yep. there, you blast the boss down, it's like 15 minutes, you get through all three bosses, boom, mm-hmm. you're done. It's a, that, yep. that doesn't like a chore. really, Yeah, that's absolutely a chore, because you have inevitably, you have one person doing all of the guild missions to get the <laughs> guild boss every week. There's always just that one guy who's like, God, I hate this shit. And they're like, they're, like, they're going around it like, um... What's that place? What, what's, what's, what, what's the place that you have to grind for, like, the, um... What is this? What is, what is this? Ah, uh, Harash. They're, like, going around Harash. Like, I hate this. I hate everything. But it's going to give everyone 15 minutes of content, so I'm going to waste six hours of my time. <laughs> like, nobody likes that stuff. So I think I would just like better... Structured guild content for PVE, and I'm gonna be honest. I hoped God that's what they're developing currently at Pearl Abyss. because, like, we see this transition towards more of a PVE structure. I think their next. St- I think this is their next step, which is why I wanted to kind of discuss. Man, it I a sure little hope
1: bit. so, because that sounds sick. I would jam the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, I think we all would, and it's it's like really easy. I I don't even think that there's a way that they could fuck this up. Like, they could literally just give us, <laughs> whoa, they could literally just whoa, give us, okay,
2: <laughs> like, they could literally just buddy. give it,
0: they could actually just give me node wars with, like, a constantly spawning, like, more difficult groups of, yeah. of enemies, and I would be happy with that. Like, they teased yeah. us with that, like, that level system, you guys remember this? Hmm. It was, like, the Sakraya lower thing, where, like, you hmm. would, like, clear a zone, and then you would drop to the next level, and you would clear a zone, and it would oh, be harder. The deep. That yeah, one, and then we never got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, like (laughs) like, it could be like that but for a guild um
2: Mm -hmm. and that would be really cool in the new region like guild versions they can make a couple of them into the guild versions you know that would be kind of cool Mm -hmm.
1: Like, i just the way i picture it is like you roll up to syrendia you hop in the elvia zone you build a node war base and then you just have these different mobs from all over bdo just trying to come murder your base right
0: like that would be, yeah, it would be so
1: simple to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they all have different mechanics. Yep. Like you could, you could just work in all those mechanics that you've been working mm-hmm. on. It'd be so easy. I feel like it'd be so easy to do. It's yeah. just a slam dunk overall. Yeah. And you would have so many more people doing it. Now, the trade-off is if everyone's doing that, <laughs> no one is doing node wars, <laughs> 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 node, wars <laughs> node wars die. If you introduce that, um, and you have it competing with node wars in any way, node wars are dead at that stage because like there's going to be too many guilds that are doing the pve stuff because it's just a healthier way to grow your guild i think overall Mm -hmm. it would be to do content like that than to do node wars necessarily it would be a fine
1: line for sure they would have
0: to like draw a line and be like okay it's only on these days or something Mm -hmm. and like i i don't know they'd have to balance it around node wars really well but i think i think it would be really good
1: um yeah any group content is good Mm -hmm. for this game besides node war
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what we're all constantly asking for one way or another, Um, I think, right? Okay, is there anything else that you guys want to touch on? Um, Because we have, technically we have like 13 minutes or so left if you guys want to. Because I kind of got through through all of it. I've lasted through everything. Um, oh, you Wait, know what? Okay, at, here. Okay, situation. I got it. No, I got Damn, it. I got really it. In. Okay. All right. You got it. Okay. When you're building a guild, they said forever ago um, that they were gonna make building a guild easier, and there have been pretty much zero. I'm gonna go with zero Hi. steps taken to make this easier. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, as a new player with like a like a group of friends or something, if you want to start your own guild, the 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 mountain that you have to climb to even get to the first tier one node war, where you're like structuring your first tier one node war. Is just absolutely cataclysmic, man. Like, you have to get guild skill. You have to do basically, first of all, you have to recruit people to your guild. Hey, come join our guild. How many people does it have in it? Three. You know what I mean? Like, we have, we offer you nothing. We have no, we have no buffs. We have no buffs. We have no people to talk to. The Discord is basically dead. Please join our guild and invest in us, right? Like, it's so hard to get them off the ground. And then once you get enough dead accounts, because what happens is you just stand, if you're a brand new guild, you're basically just standing in front of the season play, servers and you're just inviting everyone <laughs> to be guild, the guild. And you're literally it's just, just like... inviting everyone and they're just joining and they're, they're like, it just doesn't matter to you. You're just like, all right, we have a big enough guild now we can pretend we're active. You're like, look, we're a 50 man guild and they join and there's like 48 dead accounts. You're like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> It's no big deal but like you need that you you have to become this bigger guild so that you can do bigger guild missions so that Mm -hmm. you can do so that you can get guild skills and once you have the guild skills at that point then you can start to node war but you're still a great thing because we haven't even addressed the elephant yet like the elephant is, is arguably the hardest part about trying to get into node wars but like i think that this whole system is just backwards and needs to be reworked entirely yep if you're looking at a ground up organization you've got to let them like give them access to like the big guild missions um and even still maybe all guild missions should be worth um the same amount of exp regardless of what your guild size is it's just that as your guild size grows you have to kill more mobs to get the same amount of exp that would be a better way of structuring it because like right now it's basically, impossible. unless you're picking up an old guild shell, man, you can't make a new guild, bro. And they said they were gonna improve this, but they but they haven't. Uh Tiltus, I know you probably have strong feelings about this, so I'll let you talk on it first. What do you think needs to be changed with this system?
1: Man, uh literally anything. Honestly, here's one of my, and this is a little bit separate. Honestly, kick me out of T1s. Make me go to T2s, please. Like.
0: It's like, like the drug teeth. addict that just doesn't want to do it anymore. Like he said, it's pulling please, I don't want
1: to do it anymore. Okay. Like, like,
0: like,
1: like half the guild wants to do T2s. The other half doesn't want to do it. Like get me out of there. Let T1s be the new player experience. Let it be baby guilds that don't have elephants. They don't need cannons. Let them run around and have fun, but get me out. Cause I've been playing the game for way too damn long. I don't, I shouldn't be there. Um I think that would help a lot as a stepping stone of just like hey the t1 scene right now is a bunch of competitive players and it always has been since t1s came out um get me out make me go somewhere else and that will help a lot because if if baby players are like oh i can experience this without you know having to sweat my ass off for fucking four months
0: they'll they'll be way
1: more inclined to do it Um, maybe
0: oh maybe you just let guilds that are like they have to have a certain amount of guild points or guild size to participate in t1 node wars and then once they pass that oh, certain yeah. amount maybe they you just force them to do that because Anything. otherwise yeah. otherwise there's like i don't know there's problems with that too but like um the, like there's there's always going to be those people that just like i just want to shit on new players oh god look at the montage <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i just i just want to get people that i can kill because i can't kill show nation or any actually good players i have to kill someone that's literally been playing the game for eight hours because i'm just that bad ghost um but like i think that uh, you're always gonna have those players that just want to shit on the little guy and so t1 is always going to be plagued with that for that reason um but I think that I I, I want to step away from no. I want to look at like the guild, the foundations of building a guild as a whole. Like, what do yeah. you have to do to build a guild? You have to make a discord. You have to set up a leadership core, a clear structure and stuff. j have you ever had to like I... build a guild or do anything like this? No. Have you seen guilds build no. over time <laughs> or have you always just joined I... the strongest guild?
2: So I just um, for the most, for the better part of my first four years of playing uh, BDO, I just joined, like, PvE and life skill guilds, and they don't really have much requirements, and I'm just over there progressing, um... with my gear score. That's it. And then, when, you know, the like, gallantry stuff came, that's when I started, like, looking at node war stuff, and I just... because I was, like... 750 gear score. they're like i'm like hey can i join and they're like yeah of course you can join. <laughs> well, that's kind of how it went for me when i was joining guild but oh so you're you're mentioning that it takes a lot of effort for like elephants and oh my god stuff, it's right? it's oh, massive dude. it's dude. unbelievable
1: I, if i have to make another elephant in this game at any point in my lifespan don't make me do it i will I will slam What my if you
2: could it is just like horrible. buy an elephant? Like, like they people could make elephants and they could sell you the elephant, like, and then you get guild funds or something. You know. That's it. Put so them, that them on the developer just... team. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Put them in. Anything so somebody else could do the work, badges, and then you please. could uh, spend your money, right? You can just <laughs> buy the buy the things that take a long time to take. What if you could just buy skill points, so you don't have to do guild missions? You know. And so maybe that would help. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you you donate it yourself, I guess. If you're the guild okay, leader, you know, yes. That you would, there, okay, there's a the, there's
0: mm-hmm. a concept. Let you invest like your own resources in, and yeah. in, and in, in to really catapult your guild forward, and yeah. like yeah, okay, that that's that's something. I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> it's something, bro. Give us something to get off the ground, man. These new players. If you want mm. new players to continue playing the game and keep developing, you gotta make the guild system easier, because right yeah. now your your choice is okay. Well, I have to join an existing guild. I'm like, well, yep. what if I don't want to do that? Well, then you're going to quit, because like you're just yep. not, you're, you're not going like to be able to half do it the yourself, content
1: in the game. Yeah. right?
0: You're just mm-hmm. not going to be able to do it yourself, and like the current elephant system is just so, awfully bad. I'm literally, so thank God dismantled. I had to make every dismantled elephant. It was awful, and I used to encourage oh. people. We had the whole guild, um, back in the day, we had the whole guild divided into, we had like a guild draft, draft pick, mm-hmm. okay, and we drafted everyone onto different teams. It was kind of like Harry Potter. Okay, yeah, like had, you had like different houses or different teams of players and they competed for points over time. And you got points for your team by coming to Node Wars, by doing guild activities, uh, by sh- like coming to GVG, stuff like that. Um, and the only way I was able to encourage people to come do elephant stuff and grief the shit out of themselves was I was like, I'm going to offer you a shitload of points for your team um for doing this like it, it's just these made up fictional 150 internet points.
1: points to gryffindor right. baby right
0: <laughs> exactly like I, it's it, but like an obvious and i'm gonna be honest it was still fucking me because the literally the reward for winning the team system was you could dress blue up as whatever cosplay you wanted to dress them up <laughs> so i'm still getting fucked whether i'm whether i'm doing it myself or i'm not doing it myself the le is like you have to go grind first of all you have to bid on a guild house which if you know the insider training knowledge is Easier, but most people don't. A new player is not gonna know uh, to go to Sandgrain Bazaar, wink, wink, um, and bid on the guild houses uh, from Sandgrain Bazaar for like one million silver and acquire a guild house. But like, you have to get the guild house, and then you have to process. You have to get all of the materials you need, which is like hundreds of millions of silver, um, mm-hmm. and you have to grind tens of hours of cadres um, mm-hmm. to. To get all the stuff that you need, and then you have to you have to waste all of your in game time. It's all active processing because it's all super heavy stuff. Yep. Um So it's all active processing. So all of your and active playtime and your passive playtime. of into time.
1: the guild storage. Yep. Oh.
0: So all of your yeah, it's active coming
1: from your personal storage. It's awful. Mm-hmm.
0: It sucks away all of your active and your passive playtime. It sucks away all of your resources and and your time for like weeks. And the best part of this. It's RNG, you, you, you finally get this elephant and you roll it and it's, it knows it's like, I, it's, for lack of a better term, it has an odd number of chromosomes. Like it's like you're like you get it and it's got like quick turn, quick back and quick ride. And you're like, this is useless. Like, yep. and so like you have to roll it again and again. And again, mm-hmm. and again, and and some guilds I hear horror stories where they're just trying to get like Blitz back in the day, took over 14 attempts to get one elephant. The amount of manpower they had to do to get one functioning elephant was absolutely insane. And then on top of this, you get to siege. God forbid you want to do siege someday, and you got to make, you got to because you can't have an Ellie without gear. You got a blue gear. Your Ellie, but get this for Siege, you gotta have three. You can't just have one elephant, you gotta have all three elephants, need to have all the correct skills, and they all need to have enhanced blue gear, which again comes out of your pocket. So, like, yep. All of this stuff needs to be completely reworked if we really want the guild system to succeed in BDO. I don't think anyone gives a shit anymore. If you make it easy, some of like the biggest problems with making content easy now is you have the veteran player base. You're always like, oh my God, I had to walk uphill both ways in the snow for my pen gear. Like no one fucking cares. (laughs) No no one fucking cares, dude. Um, No one cares anymore. If you handed every new guild a thousand points, just up front, no one would even care if you did that if you just gave them all new guild skills like no no one would give a shit i don't think like sure make yep. them make the elephants and stuff but like give them node war ready stuff just honestly up front i don't but do you guys feel this like do you guys care if like a new player started a new guild and they instantly had all the guild buffs or like maybe they had like l- lower down versions of it but like they had mostly everything tilt us
1: dude please just give them everything at the beginning there's no point you know what the worst thing i ever saw last night or sunday night i was doing a node war and this guild brought a t1 elephant without oh gear out. Oh, and i was no, like i was like oh my i have never i've literally never seen that in my entire life i felt so bad because it was like this is obviously a brand new guild and they, they got the right idea but they missed the mark by quite a bit um so yeah, or make just, it. like make make the whole system i've made six elephants in my time playing bdo and every time it is yeah. a week and a half sync of it's all awful. my active time like make that ever. easier give out the guild skills if you want to make them grind for ctg and the node war skills or whatever but the base stats just here you go you joined the guild go for it right. um and rework the guild boat. Make the guild boat worth something. Oh, that that's an another.
0: That's another topic entirely, <laughs> which we will have to touch <laughs> on. We'll have to touch on uh, next time. Jake, can you have any closing comments on? It? I know that you haven't run a guild or anything,
2: uh, but. No. Like anything, I, I did have uh, one question. When you say you're like roll an elephant, do you mean like roll with a coupon, or like make a brand new elephant? No, no. no.
0: You have to. There are no. You can't use Mount Skilly XP changes on an elephant. Believe me, I would have thrown my wallet at the uh-huh. screen so fast <laughs> to not have to craft another elephant. And maybe that's the solution. And I don't really care, bro. Man, I'll pay it. I'll pay the money. There's not an amount of money that I wouldn't pay. But like. um if you, so when you turn in an Ellie and you redeem it, it's kind of like uh-huh. a, it's like a, like a horse emblem in your inventory, it looks like it's, it's an uh-huh. elephant instead. And so you go to the uh-huh. stable keeper and you redeem it. And it, the second it is created, it gets three skills. Uh, random, at yeah, oh. random. And you can't if, get any more? Nope, nope. There's no oh. way to redo it. So you just have to <laughs> oh. delete it. If it has one, oh, thumb, no. four chop, no charge. <laughs> back to capture like I, it's
2: <laughs> it's, it's miserable oh, I, think I see we, yeah. okay
0: i, think last, I understand oh, the yeah.
2: gravity of the situation now i understand oh, yeah. it's
0: it's miserable <laughs> um so like yeah there's so many things that need to be reworked with the new guild system now we re, we, we covered a lot of stuff on this podcast are there any closing comments uh tiltis uh i'll start with you. Do you are there any closing comments over all the stuff that we have covered today whether it be the crystals questing guilds pvp content um yeah um, do you want to touch on
1: the, the crystals look dope balance dr a little bit more please just just a smidge just a smidge um and then uh get me the fuck out of t1s <laughs> okay please.
0: all right and again that's twitch.tv slash rslay uh or we call <laughs> him tiltus but hopefully he changes his twitch name soon team yeah i'm gonna um, rebrand soon and jaycoon <laughs> any closing comments
2: um i i just really liked your idea of that node war pde thing and i hope that really comes to it comes true i really hope that comes true <laughs> so that's all i have to say for this was an amazing um topic for the topics that we have talked about on this podcast and maybe we'll we'll you know talk about some more cool stuff next week so thank thank you for having us so
0: yeah of course Hi, every MJ. week
2: yeah yeah. Really Hi, yeah, yeah, okay.
0: um, so as for my closing comments here i do see uh tommy in Jacoon's chat how about elvian node wars for ve- veteran players and olvian node wars for newer players and pvp for beginners uh we're, we, we might be able to touch on that a little bit next time i do think that on the surface that seems like a reasonable idea uh but we'd have to flesh it out a little more uh and so we will try to maybe look at this a little bit more next time. I'll have it here mm-hmm. in my notes, but uh, this has been another amazing podcast. Thank you both uh, for being here. This is awesome. This is gonna be a wrap for the Old Moon Podcast, episode three. Thank you to everybody uh, that tuned in. Thank you to twitch.tv slash twitch.tv slash uh, RS And then of course, uh, if you're watching on twitch.tv slash blues uh, underscore squadron, working on removing the underscores and help. Um, <laughs> 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 Thank you so much right. uh, guys for supporting. Uh, these will be up on YouTube. I know uh, Koon posts his on YouTube. I post mine on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, tilt soon I do TM. Y'all
1: get, y'all get all the views on those. That's
0: fine. We don't <laughs> That's need to fine. split it that much. That's fine. So if you if you ever end up missing the podcast, it does happen Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. You ever end up, end up missing it, uh, you can always look on at least my YouTube in the morning. It is up immediately so you can listen to it on your way to work or maybe while you're not at your computer. That is the entire idea is to discuss the critical uh, ideas and the big happenings of BDO um, for people that maybe can't be at their computer uh, 24-7 so thank you guys so much uh boys i'm gonna go ahead and bounce out of call and go ahead and wrap things up here uh for the evening great job tonight gentlemen have a great rest yes. of your evening thank you look forward to next week. we'll see you yeah thank you all right let me hit the followers for a after stories yo i love how active you were in the chat after stories i loved reading about it uh na arsha mr mirmel uh sukano uh thank you guys so much hey girl hey thanks for those follows guys i really appreciate it i think we just hit up um uh the twitch channel says 6k followers now that's pretty that's pretty cool technically i only have 5951 but it does say 6k now which is really really cool um thanks for the podcast dudes and doge right on hey guys thank you so much for tuning in uh am rain thanks for the follow buddy hey girl hey how you doing buddy thank you so much uh i appreciate all of the support from you guys, all the subscribers, the resubscribers, the gifted subs. Uh, I think I saw Loss of Fox uh, subscribed with Prime um, when I was actually off stream for the very first time. So, Loss of Fox, if you're here listening to this on YouTube, thank you so much for Prime subbing. I really appreciate it, buddy. Um, Alright, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I think I'm going to throw it over to Jay Coon, as is tradition for the Old Moon Podcast. Um, I really appreciate everybody coming out um, and supporting me and J. Coon and Arsley with this podcast. Uh, It is difficult to put out. We put a lot of work into it every week, so I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it. I'll see you guys um, on Saturday when I come back for more content. Later, taters, guys. Oh, 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 oh. Make sure you're in the YouTube. Make sure... Oh, uh, I spelled it wrong. Make sure you join the YouTube channel, join the Discord, so you can get that podcast content, so you can get that Funny Monday content, even if you do miss it. Okay, guys, have a great rest of your night. I love all of you.